I didn't know this was that kind of show. Oh, it, oh, it can be. <laughs> Look around the room and find all the dicks. Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Coming to you from the Recycle Garage here in sunny Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz, California. Sort of sunny, maybe not. Dude, it went from like heat wave yesterday. Oh, cold front's coming in tonight. Yeah, yeah cold so. front. Yeah. I know people love it when we complain about the weather. I couldn't believe how cold. I mean, I was freezing today. It was. It must have been like sixty four. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. there, exactly. There's a slight <laughs> chance it might rain tonight. And Emma's like, or, and, and Liza's like, okay. Do you need rain gear? Like, will you make it the thirty miles home? Are you okay? Will you live? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, they they warned us that there there could be light drizzle around midnight, and I'll tell you that's dangerous. You know, dangerous stuff. We don't know how to ride in the rain. Uh-uh. Let's oh, get to yeah. who is here in the studio. We changed it up. We got some different voices in here. Uh, also, Emma has gone MIA. <laughs> if anybody's seen Emma, can you uh, email us quickly? And so has Jim, and so has Knock. Oh, it's going to be one of those weekends. But that's okay, because we have stunt misfits here. <laughs> John, you started out as a stunt misfit, didn't you? I did. You? I was a stunt misfit. I know. Hey, Liza's realized uh, 60% of our group or electric motorcyclists today. Well, wow. well, nice. we'll get to that. Hey, everyone, this is Liza. And um, you know what? It looks like I'm going back to Pakistan again next year. That's All awesome. right. I know. So well, I. Bagel, I had so much response. People wanting to go back with me. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going. Yeah. And John, so John's doing a group in the spring, and I'm doing a group in the fall. Keep sending them emails. Yeah, I know. Recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com. What about, do you think Bagel will go there and, and lead a party of scooter trash across Pakistan? He already did. He it's did? It's called Scootistan. <gasps> I did. There's I'm even a movie so about it. I'm so proud of you. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, you didn't get the memo. Running the board tonight. It's Stumpy John. Hey, everybody. What's going on? And thanks for your emails about Stumpistan. What's going on? But uh, yeah, so I rode up today and immediately fell off my motorcycle in uh, front of everybody. Okay, can I just <laughs> say? We were, yeah, tell your so, side of it. I was going to tell my side of it. So too. John pulled up to the other parking lot, which is just on the other side of the fence, and we have a gate. And we heard a bike pull up, and so our, all of our ears perked up. Oh, who's here? And then we heard crunch. <laughs> and like five of us all go we, running over. We, we heard putt, 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 crash. And we all rushed over and just like put fingers in, and like noses peeked over the fence. Yeah, like, like four Kilroy's looking over the yeah. fence. And he's like, it's, yes, I dropped it. Yes. <laughs> That's why I got crash bars. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's a KLR. It can take it. Um, on the classy girl couch tonight, we got Scott. Hey, guys. Hey, where are you from? I hail from Winter Garden, Florida. Oh. Oh. I was oh, I used to live in Deland, Florida. So much Florida. I can't say now. Far. I actually <laughs> stopped in Deland on the way out. There you go. So how oh. do I? We- <laughs> oh, I'm making connections here. Yeah. Also on the classic girl couch. Hello, it's, it's Morgan. It's Morgan. Yes. Once it's, again. Here hello, to, it's me. Here to talk about. More electric stuff that everyone loves so very, very much. Well, but we got some exciting yeah. stuff. But the classiest girl on the couch is Little. Oh. Yeah, and we oh, got yeah. Little joining us. Little the Chihuahua. She already fell asleep. She's a cuddler. And then oh, in oh. Jim's usual seat, we've got Electric Terry. Hi, Electric Terry and Charger here. Charger panting on the ground. But, uh, she's She misses this place. Yeah. Well, we miss her. Yeah. But it's like just like yesterday. She's like, oh, I know where everything is. Don't worry about me. We have two electric Floridians here. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's what I realized. When I came to California, I wasn't, but maybe 
10 miles from where Scott lives. So nice. Terry's slowly acclimated. How many layers are you wearing right now, Terry? In oh, this? Only, only two. Okay. Oh, well, but, this is down from the usual five. Yeah. I mean, and, and long johns probably yeah oh, yeah because yeah, right. it's freezing <laughs> no i think like, honestly i think it's down to like 51 now maybe oh wow. my god yeah, it feels cold my god you, maybe this cancels cool some more i stopped at cycle gear on the way up and, yeah see and bought he some did thermal yeah this is, this is yeah for a floridian this is fucking freezing oh yeah i get it i get it um so hey i had another twisted road rental this weekend rented out the klr again all right that's two weekends in a row oh Mo money, mo money. <laughs> it's paying for itself, but um, I'm not really doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I like having a bike um, available to people because I want a bike available to me when I travel. And um, it's cool. Um, last few people rented it. Like, where do I go? I'm like, it's easy. Go down one. No brainer. Well, this guy, he just decided, ah, I did't want to go down one. And he spent... Um, 20 well th- he spent the weekend riding in the santa cruz mountains oh what a beautiful yeah, place and just that. i'm like here's the deal pick any road any road at all the smaller and squirrelier the better just keep going and when you want to go home use the water method right mm-hmm. you just go downhill and you'll eventually run into a freeway or a, an ocean and you can ride in those hills and just be lost for hours and hours and he did and he had a lot of fun on the klr scott i should have given you the water method yesterday i i sent him up to alice's from my house and mm-hmm. he went up highway nine and he i think he said that's one of the most amazing roads he's been on oh yeah so, yeah i live right on that road oh yeah you're yeah. a lucky man i am yeah well we have a lot of roads like that here but just remember our motto here is live to ride ride to eat so I'm glad you went to Alice's. I got good burgers. That's it's my guides right here. They both seem very food motivated. So. We, we've been we've been on the. Don't worry, he's in good hands. <laughs> well, let's get to. I mean, I guess the biggest news, Scott, is you did a thing. I did a thing. Yeah. What'd you do? But it all. Do we start it with Terry did a thing eight years ago? Do we start it there? Or do we start with Scott? No, no, let's go to Scott all because right. it's all about Scott right now. Yeah, Terry doesn't Sorry, matter Terry. anymore. That's Terry doesn't right. have a record That's anymore. Right. That's yeah. right. Well, I, I will start off by saying that Terry talked me into it. I so, know. So it's a little bit about Terry. Um, yeah, I did a thing. I uh, <laughs> well, why don't we start with who are you and what do you ride? Like, oh, right? Okay. My name's Scott. We got we covered that part, right? Yeah, okay. we did. Yeah. All Scott. right. Uh, yeah, Scott from Florida. Um, I've only been riding for a couple of years, and um, I, I basically what what. I've always kind of wanted to, but people kept talking me out of it. But uh, what really got me finally over the edge was um, I, I bought a Tesla in 2018. Ooh, and congratulations. It, Which one? Uh, Model 3. Okay. So, and it, it made The affordable me, one. The affordable one, <laughs> right, because I'm practical <laughs> like that. And what it did was it made me start doing something that I hadn't done in a while, and that's just drive for fun because it was a fun car to drive. And when I started doing that again, I kind of said to myself, like, this is great. The only thing that would make this better is not having all this around me. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, a couple weeks after that, got my MSF, um, bought a crappy bike up front and just something I wasn't afraid to drop. Um, and I got got going. And then, you know, a couple months later, got a Zero SRF. So electric bike built right here, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, and your Tesla was built here, too. I know. Just up the street, too. It's pretty cool, right? right? from the same place yeah so uh yeah so i, I drive a zero srf and, and wait what color is it you learned this i'm today. sorry is boardwalk red yeah yes he's like it's red i'm like no no yeah no no 
What's, it's Boardwalk Red, and what's the... Under the Boardwalk It's like Seafoam, yeah. Seafoam Blue? Yeah, that's yeah. Something like that. And now, or, no, Sea Brighton? No, no, it, it, it was Sea Brighton. And then they introduced the bold new color, Black. Oh, yeah. <laughs> black with stripe. But yeah, Boardwalk Red, named after the boardwalk right down yeah, the street. which I just got to see. It's great. Mm-hmm. That's real beautiful. So you, how long have you had that bike? Uh, since October 2019. Oh, okay. That's yeah, so a two-year two mark just now. It's yeah. funny. It's it's that's the same month and year I got my Energica. So like yeah. that's I, I picked up mine in October of 2019 as well. We're, we're bike buddies. Yeah. yeah. So you were just a normal guy living a normal <laughs> life. Pretty much, yeah. Getting into the electric stuff, and then this guy Terry talked you into doing something stupid. Yeah, that it took time for that. Um, I guess one thing that happens, you realize very quickly when you get an electric bike that there's an amazing community. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook groups and whatnot, and everybody's so connected, and then you quickly start to learn uh, who has reputations of what. And Terry is obviously infamous for what he did, um, being the first across the country on an electric bike, uh, not just once, but many times, right? So, yeah, um, three times. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just getting to know these guys has been awesome. And, and um, I quickly experienced what uh, there's this famous guy in the community, Sam Baker, he calls it the zero effect. And what it is is you get one of these things, and it is just so much fun to ride that you want to keep doing it. And the only problem is eventually you got to stop and charge, right? You just so you just end up wanting to charge faster and faster and faster. So that that kind of got me into really tinkering with the bike. So uh, I'm an engineer, electrical engineer. Um, I actually work in the theme park industry, so we do all kinds of cool embedded electrical okay, stuff hold on i gotta go deeper on this one <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's uh, there's a few theme parks in florida oh yeah just a few is it one that has multiple parks or just one park uh there's mul- both of them have multiple parks well oh, actually okay. i shouldn't even say both because there's more than one or more than two and so. what department do you work in so i don't work for the parks directly i work for a, a company that they would consider a vendor uh-huh. um and so we build electronics that do the specialized audio and video experience, video experience for the rides. So think about the Ooh. audio and video that you see when you're on a dark ride on a vehicle. Uh-huh. Um, we're making the equipment that's actually making that all play back and synchronize with what's going on around you. Can you make It's a Small World a little less creepy? It's not up to me, man. <laughs> that's up to those big creative guys. You know? put, it, put it in a minor key. <laughs> but creepier. it's so culturally appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, that's cool. So you're into uh, electronics and gadgets. And oh stuff. yeah, definitely. So I've always been a big technology. Scott got on my radar because he right away turned out to be a a tinkerer. Well, first of all, he was from Orlando, so you know, or the Orlando area. So I started to have that in common with him. And then he said he was working on uh, a project where he was going to charge with two J plugs, and that's just that's right up my alley. You know, I, I got my zero, and the first thing I did wasn't as complicated as the way you did. I did more manually but i started charging with two j plugs and after having my zero for a year i was finally up to four j plugs i was like because like scott said if mm-hmm. if more is good then too <laughs> too much is not enough so you know? in order to, to break that down just quickly for the for the viewers um the way our north american charging set, setup is uh is rigged up a single j plug will will allow the, the his zero to charge fully in two hours um the bike has capability to do more but our infrastructure is lacking so in order to to take advantage of that, you got to get creative and find a way to rig two plugs into the bike at the same time, um, and that's what Scott attempted to do. Yep. Okay, 
<clears throat> I, I need to cut through the, the the. You guys get too techy. So let's just first start <laughs> with Scott. What record did you just break? I broke the uh, cross country electric motorcycle record. Um, so from Jacksonville to San Diego in 112 and a half hours. 112 wow. and a half hours. That's crazy. And That's we awesome. were looking at the bike, talking about <clears throat> what modifications were uh, yeah. were made. And Terry and I have had long conversations of all the little tricks and things you can do to to do do a record. But you didn't do a lot of uh, shenanigans. You did just some basic stuff. So you have a, a a windshield extender just for comfort. It doesn't really give you better gas mileage. Yeah. A Corbin seat. What's gas? Com- I mean, you know, for my <laughs> a Corbin seat for comfort. Yep, gotta save the bike. and a top case for carrying gear. Yep. really, it's just comfort. Um, any so, what modifications have you made to your bike that helped you accomplish the record? Really, only one of those, mm-hmm. other than the Corbin saving my butt. That's pretty yeah, important when you're riding 112 hours, which is also here. Yeah, yeah. I've, I know. I've got a site. I wanted to meet. Well, got another, I got a separate thing about Mike as well okay. involving that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So the only mod- only modification out of all the things that I've done to the bike that would help me in that trip was uh, this dual plug mm-hmm. thing that these guys are talking about, and it's it's really all it does is it lets me go to places like uh, public charging stations, mm-hmm. um, which can be by shopping centers, uh, hotels, um, and it also lets me roll into campgrounds too, which is very important when you're crossing the desert, um, and basically plug into two uh, charging outputs. And basically charge under an hour to get out of there. Without that, it would have taken me at least thirty hours longer. To oh wow! Okay, so and just to wow. refresh people, so on the SRF, that's not a is that a sixteen? What is it? Or eighteen? It's a fourteen four. Fourteen point four. Oh yeah, fourteen point four better. Okay, fourteen point four. And if you plugged it into a one ten wall outlet, how long would it take to charge? Oh god, I, um, eight, I do that uh, so eleven eight, hours. Eight, 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 eight and a half to nine. Eight and a half yeah. to nine. Okay, Overnight. no more than that. I just think of it it's as overnight. But, <laughs> one point three kilowatts oh, going in. I'm sorry, I did yeah. the math wrong. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's tw- right. about twelve point six usable. Right, it's about eight and a half. And hours. so, just to refresh people, there's what three or four different charging methods for electric vehicles. Three level one, level two, and level three. Well, okay, the, four D- including no, the DC and the DC, right? So level three, most people call DC, okay. which is the correct term. Okay. So, um, and all most vehicles can do one or two. Most most and of the on- cars are have have all three. Mm-hmm. Um, hybrids will traditionally only have the basic slow stuff. Yeah. Um, but pure battery cars almost all have well, all of them. Almost all. But a live wire uses. That's not a car. I know it's a motorcycle. It's a Lyra level one and level three only. It's, right, it's that's and a so, weird one. And that's on the zero, one. it does level one and level two only. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm just establishing yes. this type. So using level two charging, it allows you to use the, the outlets and, that you see at like and what also is odd grocery is stores and stuff. Energica yep. does level one and level three, and then mm-hmm. level two at half speed. So yeah, it's very I know. Strange. So it, it's, it's, all right, so, so level, level two is is two forty yeah. or is it two forty yes. thirty amp? Okay, right. well okay. fifty amp. But so yes, thirty yes thirty two amp. So the um, zeros can charge level one or level two. So you're using level two because one yep. is just yep. ridiculous. Level two, but what you did is so oh, all right. On level two charging, just with a single plug, how long would it take to charge? Two hours. Two hours. Two hours. But what you did is you modified it so there's two ports, so you can have two chargers plugged in at the same time. Or as they say, two clicks at the same time. So now (laughs) you've made it so you can fully charge in one hour. Yes. Okay. And that's pulling like 30 amp? 
50. It's pulling a full it's, 50. Yeah, 240 volts, 50 and amps. Here's the thing is, this is actually readily available in pretty much all of Europe because they have the three-phase power. We just we have an infrastructure problem right. in North America. So this is like really a U.S. problem that Scott has tackled. Like in Europe, they can already do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's kind of a weird, frustrating thing. So if, I'm sorry, I'm I'm a nerd, but or not a nerd. I'm, 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 <laughs> you guys are nerds. I don't so, know what I'm sorry, talking about. Sorry, nerds. I'm normal. Company, Explain this friend. for me. So we, on level two, you're dealing with two inputs at 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 fifty or two, at, or two, two inputs, at twenty-five. Two inputs. Uh, they're rated to thirty-two amps usually on their own. Yeah. Um, yeah what I'm goals. doing? Yeah. What I'm doing is taking two of them and using twenty-five amps from each to okay, so, to a total of fifty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So basically, you've now halved the charging time to one hour. So that's right. not an extreme modification. No, when nope. you're, but, Terry, but you're on your bike, how fast useful. can you can? Well, so I did. The, I did the same thing. Although I was at one time using right. four J plugs. Right. I had. I also doubled my battery capacity. So. Right. I was still one hour. So the, the batteries really don't like to be charged to faster an hour. Like like Morgan mm-hmm. will tell you, you can charge a battery faster, but it'll he- start heating up. And you unless, only get a- unless you have good thermal dissipation, yeah. which, right. which I do. Which brings us, so you did not ferret like some like Alan Smith has done, people like that, or Terry earlier. Yeah. And you did not add extra batteries like yeah. Terry has done. And, and what's really cool is what I did is completely passive with the bike as far as... Uh, modifications to it because you could you could take the system out and mm-hmm. it would be a stock bike so it's, it's basically a stock bike yeah so so it's plug-in pretty much yeah so, I, I use the same fi- connectors as the manufacturer like oh, you can right literally on. plug it in in, in fact if somebody from the zero factory looked at his bike out in the parking lot they would have no idea that yep. it's just not a perfectly stock bike they'd have to open the little charge port to see well there's two plugs on <laughs> <here."> <laughs> okay. additionally he didn't add aftermarket components like there's absolutely right. nothing warranty avoiding this all using yep. the factory's oem systems mm-hmm. just very cleverly rigged and modified to work with north america's infrastructure yeah. so what i'm what i'm establishing is you did not highly modify the bike to make it easier so what you did was not easy no this nope. is not like anyone could try it you took a bike that anyone has access to mm-hmm. but what what set it apart so how so you were riding for 112 hours? Yeah. How much of that time was spent sleeping? <laughs> That's a really good question. Not a lot. Um, I I actually ended up only stopping twice and getting a hotel to sleep, uh, four hours each time. So eight hours with a little maybe like 25 minute cot nap. Uh, at yeah, the campground. I, I remember that at one. one yeah. Of so that was it. That's all I slept for. 112 hours. Yeah. Almost. But Texas must have been rough. That's a long way across <laughs> Texas. The I ended up kind of cutting north through Texas and hitting New Mexico a little earlier. Uh, okay, yeah. But I'll tell you, the roughest part about Texas was this storm. Um, I'd have to look at the look at the weather data for that day, but this was not your normal storm. This thing was like a squall. Um, I'm on the highway, and I could see just white mist flying across the side to the point so thick I couldn't see the paint lines. Oh, crazy. All I could see was the reflectors. Got caught without my rain gear. I, I oh. saw his. I was following him, and I saw his picture that he posted – he was looking for a charge station on the side of a lamppost. It was really just a yep. 1450 plug. <laughs> and he was soaking wet. and The bike was soaked and there's water all over the place. Yeah. And I said, well, let me just go to weather.com and I'll look at the radar. And I was like, holy crap, that's like a tornado <laughs> system that just got like, oh, it's like yeah. bright red and like a steady line. This, and so it must have only lasted like 10 minutes. But when it hits you, I'm sure it hit yeah. hard as hell. A, a lot of people were, were tracking me. And uh, <coughs> Terry saw me, I guess, and he was telling me You're, this line zigzagging all over the place. And I'm like. Let me tell you what it was like there, Terry. The whole town was under a foot of water. Some parts two feet, and I'm like dragging the bottom of the bike through the water here, trying to find this 
you know, 240 volt outlet yeah, and plug it in. Cause I, I'm, there, I'm there trying to coach him, trying to make sure he's taking the shortest distance. Yeah. And I know where the charge station is. And I just see him driving like all over the town, <laughs> one block this way too far, one block that way too far. I was like, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm worried now. Tiredness is set in. He's gone delirious. I had no idea. That he had there might have been some of that going on. Yeah. All right. So now I want to get into it. So the record, current record right now for cross country fastest on a motorcycle. It used to be uh, Carl Reese, but it was broken uh, 2019. Um, it's like 37 hours now. Isn't it? 37 hours, seven minutes by yeah. Adam Frasca going from New York to Los Angeles. So 37 hours seems like nothing. Yeah. Nothing compared. I mean, I mean, 112 hours seems like a long time. However, <clears throat> on the gas bike, you can go as fast as you, you want. You can go as fast as you yep. want because you can gas up very quickly. So, and you can so, bring tanks let, with you. Let me let uh, Scott tell you what happens if he decides to go as fast. If he wants to go 125 mm-hmm. miles an hour, which his bike will do, yeah. mm-hmm. he's not going to get very far. Right. Yep. So the thing on an electric is your efficiency goes way down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's a sharp curve. So if you go, Terry, if you go 80 miles an hour compared to 70, if you had to guess, what what range would you lose on that? Almost 20%, about 15 or 20%, just going 10 miles an hour faster. Yeah. It's actually the difference between 60 miles an hour and 80 is almost double the range. Wow. So it's higher the higher you go. So if you go from 60 to 50, it doesn't gain as much as 70 to 80 or 80 to 90. The faster you go, the more it gets used. So what was your average speed? I'd say my average speed was probably... Average with stops and everything, probably about 45, but I try to keep it around 55, 60 for most of the most of the trip. So that makes it harder because mm. <clears throat> you're going to have more time in the saddle just because you can't go fast. Right. So let me ask you this. If you have to stop, how often do you have to stop to, um, to charge up? Uh, if I'm doing that speed, I'd say about every 70 miles, 70, 75 miles. Sometimes I can push it to 85. Yeah. So that's pretty oft- often. Oh yeah. So why, where are you napping at those stops? Um, my my routine for um, stopping is always get plugged in first. Like the one thing I kept saying as I was taking videos during this this thing is if you're not riding, you're not charging, you're wasting time. So get plugged yep. in, get my helmet and gear off, um, grab a little chair, sit down, uh, do some social media stuff, let people know what's going on with me, and then yeah, just take a let's kind of like sit there and I, I'm not a very it's hard for me to go to sleep, especially sitting up or laying on my back even. Um, so I wouldn't call it a nap. He hangs just, upside down like a bat. Yeah, yeah. I have just to think, rest. though, in the middle of the night, <laughs> yeah, that you ha- that must be hard to stop, to charge, and you have to sit there for an hour. Yeah. Cool. Well, by the time I do all that stuff, it's maybe like 20 minutes left. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Oftentimes, fast. in that situation, <laughs> you want to get up, find a place to, you know, bathroom break and get a cup of coffee yeah. or something like that. So. You meander around and, and, and yeah, it, it, kind of wake up. Also, and you don't helps. you don't in West Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and Western California, Eastern California. You don't when the sun sets, you're basically shivering your ass off. Oh yeah, so you're not you're not falling asleep easy. Yep. You know? <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, it sounds frustrating as hell to yeah. me. <laughs> so zero actually makes uh, a, something that you can go about 25 percent further with. However, then you you're stuck to two hours of charge time. So they, no, no, they no, two and called, a half hours. Yeah. Uh, increases the, that's true. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a power tank, Liza. It's, so it's an extra battery module. I know you were freaking out about the 75 to 85 miles range, <laughs> but with the power tank, you get about 25% more. Yeah. So, 
an interesting side note to this is that Scott didn't beat Terry's record. Um, Terry's record was was beaten a couple months ago by a guy named Steven on an Energica Rebel. Well, yeah, but he di- he did beat it. Just he wasn't the first to beat it. Steven broke your record, so he broke <laughs> Steven's record. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I and see what you're saying. What I would say is that Steven um, uh, is now uh, has 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 a taste of blood. He wants he, he wants he wants. So there's going to be, I think, a really fun back and forth potentially between Steven and Scott as they try to chomp it on each other's records with their different bikes. And uh, Stephen is a is a stubborn person. Yes. And I'm just trying to get back to this. So this sounds grueling because again, you can't go fast. Yeah. yeah. Because the faster you go, the more often you're gonna have to charge and so, stop for an yeah. hour. So due to uh, Morgan's dad, I could go a lot faster without a big penalty. Oh, yeah. Because if I went like 90, my range didn't get cut. Like the current bike right. I ride now in SRF. Or SRS, I don't actually have a, a streamlined fairing on it. And if I go 10 miles an hour faster on the freeway, it sucks big time. But when you're slipping through the wind with a streamlined fairing, you don't really notice the increase in it, speed. So yeah. before you set off on this, what was your goal? What did you think you could do it in? I'm sure you did the math. I I kind of based it loosely on a, a trip I did recently. So the Again, cool community with these electric riders. Uh, they set up a meetup every year at the Tail of the Dragon, uh, North Carolina, Tennessee. So I, that was my first what I would call road trip on this thing mm-hmm. um, with my dual plug system. And it was a cool trial because I got to hit all these different kinds of chargers to make sure they all fit and worked and all that stuff. Uh, but I did close to 700 miles in 24 hours. Um, so I kind of based, nice. based it loosely on, okay, I didn't sleep for that trip. But let's say that I'm going across country. I'm going to have to sleep. So let's save four hours a day for me to sleep uh, and maybe make that goal 600 miles a day. Um, so that was kind of my my goal. And I think that would have put me in the 108 hours range, something like that. So that's what I was shooting for. Um, and I'll say this. The bike didn't fail me. And you know the system didn't fail me. What failed me was me a little bit uh, on, on stop decisions or route decisions. And just a little bit of luck, you know. Sometimes you pull up to stations and they're taken, uh, and you got to find another one. And that—that's another thing. Yeah, you lose. You time. don't know if there's going to be two adjacent oh, yeah. plugs available. Ah, so at any stop for that, I'm not in the blind though. I'm thanks to apps like PlugShare. Mm-hmm. I, when I pre-planned my route, I obviously picked places where I knew they had those two plugs, and they were confirmed to be high enough power for me to take that benefit. Uh, and then, of course, I always tr- I tried to pick places where there was more than one option if I could. Because if I got there and one was taken even, it would cut my charge rate in half. So, Or if both were taken, then I was really in trouble. So I would try to find a place where they, maybe there's three options and pick my favorite of the options. Maybe because it's most likely to be free or because it's close to something like food or a place where I can rest or whatever. So Yeah. PlugShare really is a cool free app because unbeknownst to Scott, I just showed this to him. There's a trip planning feature, a route planner that literally has like estimated range and it just shows elevation and shows like all these amenities and you can plan out a, a route, export it to Google Maps, export it to your phone. Exp- it's uh, it's so it, useful. Every EV person, the first thing they should get is is the free app, PlugShare. And it'll tell you now whether there's food amenities or yep. bathroom amenities back in 2012 nobody wanted to put in a charging station the only place we're doing it were city governments now when i traveled across the country i must have out three, back out back by the trash bins three three o'clock in the morning <laughs> i must have peed on the side of almost every city hall in the country <laughs> you, you, you would have done that anyway though yeah. <laughs> that's true <laughs> so did you expect it to be as hard as it was 
I'm going to honestly say no. There was there was parts about it that challenged me more than I expected. Um, yeah. So did you yeah. have issues with sleep? With deprivation? I, did, I actually I did not have as many issues with sleep as I thought I would. What what I found out about myself is as the way that fatigue hit me was in the early morning, right before sunrise, middle of the night. I was fine uh, all day long. I was fine if I could make it through that middle of the morning or that early morning. I was great, but that was my tough moment. When so. that sun comes up, yeah, and you start to feel that change in temperature and the light, boy, isn't it amazing how your body reacts to that? Yeah. And just re- there's yeah. there's a difference. You? It was it was described one time as if you stayed up all night and see the sunrise, you you kind of get a, a sense of dread, like oh god, I didn't get any sleep. Yeah. My day's ruined. Sh- I'm supposed to. However, be now. <laughs> if you slept and then you woke up for the sunrise, you're like oh. I I, have, I will accomplish more in this glorious day as I yeah. see the sunrise. Welcome, beautiful world. I am here. Like that's there's a difference if you stay up all night and see morning versus if you get up early and see morning. Very very diametrically opposed views. So yeah. your end goal was San Francisco, was it? Uh, Oceanside, so just north of San Diego. Uh, north. Okay. Yeah. North I thought that for me that was kind of a little bit of a hat tip to Terry here because his ride was Jacksonville to San Diego. And was there any fanfare when you got there? Yes, it was awesome. Uh, again, awesome community. Um, so what happened was um, the way that I took, and I didn't know this when I set off on this this journey, but the way that I was coming into San Diego was actually going right by a community member's house. Mm-hmm. And you know, once I figured this out, uh, they arranged for me to, to go there as my last charging stop because he had a fast charger. Uh, he's a Tesla owner. And so I stopped there, and all these guys came out and met me there. And we all rode into Oceanside together, and it was like it felt like a victory lap. It was so cool. Were you, nice. able, were you able to dual nice. charge there? I didn't need no, to. He's got a, a he big power tes- Tesla. Yeah, he had a Tesla wall. Tesla charger. destination. Oh, yeah, I see, I see. And I gotcha. Darren's the kind of guy who would probably splurge for a for a powerful one. Right. So that was yeah. over sixteen amps, and that's all you need. I gotcha. Yeah. Hey, Bagel, what's the record for? So bagel a- literally just oh. walked away. Bagel, what is the record <laughs> yes. for cross country scooter uh, ride? Um. Cross country scooter ride? I don't know. Oh. I think I figured you would have it. Hmm. Well, if, if you'd let me know beforehand, I could have looked it up, maybe. But um, I've been looking it up. I don't see one. Somebody may have done the fifty cc on a Vespa. Oh God! I'm not positive, dude. You guys are I'm not seeing one for cross country USA. Hmm. I don't well, know. Well, Bagel's got weekend plans for next weekend. Though. He does, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for putting the bug in my head, Liza. <laughs> Come on, Terry. Talk him into it. Yeah, I'm pretty good so far. I talked Stephen Day into it, and then I talked Scott into it. And try, I'm trying to get others, so, too. The, uh, uh, just a quick follow-up on Stephen is that Stephen's the guy who, who, who you know beat Terry's record, and then Scott followed up and beat Stephen's, but it was close. It was very, very yeah. close. So Terry's record was 100, 130 hours? Mm-hmm. Uh, 135. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stephen's was one. 15 114 114 yeah. scott's was 112 and a half yeah. hour and a half difference yeah. the very, thing very the thing close. is like we were talking about yeah. there's only a certain amount of speed you can go a certain amount of charging now i think i think steven could possibly break it by a little more i, uh, I think scott can too K- they both learned a K- lot from their trips K- chris maxwell if you're out there listening i expect you to write a charge points on your energy can yeah. try to beat it too but i'd say i'd like most people in the community were probably not shocked that that record got beaten I think what shocked people is that record got beaten by a zero because yes. oh, well, because yeah. wonderful. A, I think it's great. Yeah. And what what I like about it, it's not because the technology got better. It's because you're a hard ass motherfucking rider. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I would and love. That's what it takes to beat it. I would love a um you know a, a scrappy live wire owner to to throw their hat in the ring also because yeah, that bike has mm. has a lot of potential. 
Um, and I, I think it could be competitive as well. You know. Well, I think that she needs a better seat. I, I think that there is an opportunity for someone else who wants to try it or bagel for you to set a record. In fact, um, there's a lot of different electric records, and I thought we'd play a little game. You guys ready for this? <laughs> sure. What did, I, what did I? What did I? What's the this clever one is name you came up with? It? Electrivia. Oh my god, Electrivia. Ooh. Okay, this is this is cool. So I found, uh, and John helped me. We found a bunch of records, and it's simple. I'm going to give you guys two potential um, records, and you have to guess which one is the right one. One is right, one is wrong. For instance, um, the fastest electric car. It's called the Buckeye Bullet. Mm. And what's interesting, a lot of these records come from universities who are experimenting. These aren't like stock or production. Can you, no. can you give us a hint? So, was this oh, yeah, no, no, I'll like give you. I'll Salt Lake City. <clears throat> Buckeye, that's so Ohio. The, right, but oh, yeah. where, was Buckeye the, Bullet. where was the so record set? This is the fastest electric car. Um, I'm going to give you two, uh, and you guess which one uh, is the record... Two ninety nine point nine seven nine, or is it three fourteen point nine five eight? You're gonna have to give some context. Is this? Uh, no, no, I cannot. No, That's I, all I, I wrote I down. Don't, I don't think she has to. That's yeah. all I wrote hey. down. Well, I'm, fastest electric car. Let's say three fourteen. I'm gonna go for the over three hundred. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. I'm I'm a Buckeye. Actually, I was born and raised in Ohio, so I think those guys are badass, and I I'm pretty sure they hit three fourteen. Bagel, where are you jumping in on this? <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. It's probably 314. You're correct. All right. Go Buckeyes. 314.958. Here's what I'm going on. If, nice. if they thought 299.97, they would kill themselves until they got over I know, 300. Right? <laughs> because no self-respecting like would, would allow that to stand. Like We can't go home, guys. Yeah. We have to fix this. Yep. Okay. Uh, this one is the fastest electric car traveling over 500 kilometers, averaged a speed... So average, as you know, five hundred kilometers. So we're talking to like three hundred miles or so. Well, that's that's one battery Roughly. charge for a big car. Yeah, it's one one full charge. But as we know, the faster you go, right? Yeah. So to be able to complete five hundred kilometers, is this a production car? No, no. Oh, so, okay. it's a universal. So oh. did it average a speed of one hundred and seventy-eight point five three miles, or did it? Av- uh, miles per, per hour. hour, miles per hour, or 106.97. There's no way at 170. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny to think the fastest electric car to go, oh, you know, over 500 kilometers, 106. Like that's it's pretty, average. Average. That's though. actually still yeah. pretty yeah. amazingly fast. That's true. Really, that's, oh, yeah. that's a big but stress. It brings up again the point: you can't go that fast. All right. Um, how about the longest? Drift on an electric vehicle, which happened to be a Porsche. <laughs> so you understand I, drift? Not really. I've oh, never yeah. seen those movies. Yeah. Okay. Which means <laughs> keeping the rear wheel spinning. Yeah. Okay. That's a crap. Wow. Um, was it in th- drift in time well, or is distance? This, is this di- distance, uh, distance? Distance. Was oh it three point one seven miles <laughs> or twenty six point <laughs> two miles? I'm going to say 26.2, but I think the limiting factor is not the battery of the car. It's probably the tires. tires yeah. I think the tires yeah. are I'm going to go with three miles just because I, I find the whole thing absurd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with And, and I'm mildly go with upsetting. T- Longer was 26, 26. What would you say, Bagel? I'm going to go with 26. That is correct. Yeah. So, so my, guess, my guess is the gas record isn't that much yeah. higher either because I'm guessing the tires blow up shortly after 26 yeah, no. miles. 
Yeah. They would had to. Electric cars tend to be heavier, so there's more stress on the tires. They generally this is true. Like the Tesla has those just paper thin like little. And that's a production like, car. Little yeah. little O rings right. on the on the wheels. And and I mean, think about it. You're you're on the verge of doing a burnout for 26 miles, basically. Yep. That's going to shred a tire. It's. I mean. <laughs> It goes against the whole environmental aspect of this black cloud of tire just trailing. <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> at, 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 at like bike weeks, guys that light up their tire, it seems yeah. like it's less than forty-five I seconds know, and right? it blows up. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm always a little disappointed when I see like on our on our our electric motorcycle Facebook group thing is like someone doing some kind of massive burnout. I'm like, haha, we don't have to be environmental. I'm like, I mean, do you got to flaunt it though? Do you? <laughs> uh, All right, yeah. you guys ready for another? All right, sure, bring it. Give it to us. Greatest distance traveled by an electric vehicle on one charge with no solar assist is it 999.5 miles no solar assist or 1203.8 miles 1203 because again like morgan said that 999 hold on we got a dog thing going hey dogs get in here charger little come on little um all right so greatest Distance traveled vehicle. by electric vehicle on one charge with no solar. This is the problem. I, 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 I say twelve oh three was it? Vehicles. You've seen those mega boats that have the f- massive battery packs that can just yeah. chug along for for. Yeah, I'm gonna go mm. with the twelve number as well, just because I think it could be one of those mega boats that has like the stupid. It's not a pack. boat. There, there were record oh. for boats, record for buses. Wait, it's, it said vehicles. So I, I know, just, but this is but land vehicle. And I was also well, it could it could be land a plane. It could be a plane. Yeah, like no, it, it was a car. It was a car. Oh, 12, wow! 12, I'm, I'm still going. 12. I'm, uh, final answer. I'm locking it in. Twelve o three. I'm not. Trying to, I'm, I'm going with twelve, but I'm not too certain of it. I'm gonna go twelve o three too. I'm going to be the, the outlier and go 99, 999.5. <laughs> well, this is one of those records that would drive you nuts because it's oh. 999.5. Oh, oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? God. All right. We're going to beat that one now. <laughs> that, yeah, that, guy hasn't, that guy hasn't had a good night of sleep uh, since. Every night he wakes up in a cold sweat. 995. Was that record set by a German by chance? <laughs> it might have I think it was, been, yeah. yeah. Oh, so he because was, he probably said 999. He was probably going right. for 1,600 kilometers and hit it, and then it transferred right. out wrong. Bagel, we're starting uh, with maybe. you first on this one. Oh, okay. Greatest distance traveled by an electric scooter on a single charge. Holy crap. Is it 408.1 miles or 630.2 miles? Damn, Ooh. either of those. Now, they don't say anything about the average speed or anything. It's yeah. just yeah. Two, two miles distance an hour. on a charge. <laughs> right. Yeah, and as you guys know, what's the magic number? Yeah. So like the fast you can go without It depends on the weight, but it's around God. 17 to 25 miles yeah. an hour. Oh, yeah. Because right. uh, when you go slower than that, your road friction actually yeah. adds up to be more. Okay. Right. <laughs> so this is something that they would have done on a track at with some sort of like extreme, like, you know, like like they had to have been trying to to just push it to the absolute limit of how they could how far they could get on one one charge. All right, Bagel. Four hundred and eight point <sighs> one or six hundred and thirty point two. He's gonna stall so he can Google. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for six hundred and thirty. All right. I'm going to be optimistic. What about the rest of you, electric wackadoos? I mean, for a scooter? I'm going to counter bagel and say 400, whatever it was. <laughs> 408. Yeah, yeah, let me let me say, uh, gosh, I really want to say 600, but I, I can't even see a scooter going 400, <laughs> so I'll say 400 or 400, whatever, or whatever it is. I mean, I'm new here, but bagel seems like a scooter guy, mm-hmm. so I'm going to side with him. Oof. And I'm also going to say Oof. that... I'm fascinated that they even let scooters on a track. Uh, Scott, I don't know if you notice what's behind him. Yeah. yeah. 
in his yeah, garage. A, oh, yeah. So, so, I'm a fast learner right here. So, Be- Bagel, when she gives the answer while you're there, I want you to look this thing up. Because the question I have, before we know whether it's 400 or 600, is on a scooter, yeah. the way you sit, where do you put all this extra Terry, battery? Terry, you've seen my dad's scooter. Mm. Yes. The yeah. Defiant mm-hmm. could easily put a whole well, and go 20 miles and, an hour. And just so Scott knows, Bagel, what's the furthest distance you've gone on your bike on one tank of gas? The furthest I've gone in one tank of gas is probably about 320 miles. Wow. I think. Wow. Is that including with your top tank? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the record on a scooter, 408.1 oh. miles. Ah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Go. All right. We've got two more. <clears throat> Something for me to shoot for someday. There you go. <laughs> all right. Now we're getting into the, Not the short breaks and the zero. Farthest distance traveled on another world by an electric vehicle. Oh, huh. um, we're talking the Mars. So we're talking the Mars, Mars rover. rover. It's got to be a spirit and opportunity, yeah. Maybe. So, so yeah, so on one lithium battery. Did it go not .9 miles or 157 feet? .9 miles or 157. So I mean, wait, 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 wait. The, the Mars rover that, that yes. lasted for like a whole year that it was yeah. and played happy birthday to itself. Yeah. Had the to Mars go point nine point. It's obviously going to be the larger one. Well, so 0. 0.9 I mean, miles is like 500 feet or something like that, 400 something feet. So is it either no. 400 feet or 150 feet? We, we immediately went up and drew a no, dick point, on Mars with the Mars point, curiosity. 0. 0.9 miles is like 4,800 4, yeah. feet or something. Oh, 0. 0.9. 0. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's, it's got to be wow. curiosity with the with the 0. 0.9 miles. I I'd, imagine. Say, I'd say 0. 0.9 too. Well, so because this thing's going to be working through sand, going to be using... Or, yes, but we you saw the dick we drew on Mars. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, a point nine miles. Well, I agree. One hundred fifty-seven feet. Damn it! Uh, that's is all it really? Yeah. Hmm. One hundred fifty-seven feet. What about the 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 moon rover I'm, on the uh, on the moon landing? That's oh. not on another planet. Careful, bagel. That's not oh, a world. Oh, you're right. Depends on your definition of a world. Ah. Definitely not a planet. All right. <clears throat> Greatest distance traveled by a battery powered. RC model car. Oh, that's cool. Was it? And this is in kilometers. Mm. 106.93 kilometers <laughs> or 247.21 <laughs> kilometers. Those are wow. both ridiculous and I love it. How the hell, how the hell could an RC car be? Well, you didn't say how big it was. It could you know, be charger sized. And just yeah, full, of, full, of eight, full of 1860s. Could have been just and one big a, battery. Okay, right, so it's shaped like Flight of the Navigator. I just want to know, <laughs> did this guy drive it in circles? Or did they have like a chase car? Because it would have been out of radio range long before. All right, Scott, you take a guess at this one. Uh, I'm going to go with the longer one, two, well, 249. What were the two options? 247, 247. or 106. Yeah, I want 247. I'll, I'll say with two, enough batteries. I don't know the size, I guess. Yeah, if it was all battery, no person. I could <laughs> one, see Just battery wheels, so man. Be, 106 is about, about 65 miles. Uh, a little more than that, but well, yeah, hundred kilometers, maybe sixty. 70, yeah, okay, so sixty-eight. Maybe? I'm, I'm going to go with the smaller one just because I, I, I don't. That's what I'm feeling. What do you say, Bagel? I'm going to go two forty-seven. All right, I'm, I'm going to say two forty-seven too. Let's see, hundred and six. Ah, oh, yeah, oh. Well, now, all, all these great records to beat. Look at this. Still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of great records. But I have another one for you. How many pouch cells can we fit in a? Uh, a I have, I have another one for you, and this is not. An electric record. Okay. But it is a motorcycle oh. record. And it is one that I think we can beat. Okay. I will abstain because I heard Liza talking about this before the show. So for those of you who don't know, here's the question. What is the longest 
office chair train pulled by a single <laughs> motorcycle. So these are people sitting in office chairs tied together in a train yeah. being pulled by a motorcycle. The, the trouble mm. is the first big pebble really kills everybody down the line. Like you're rolling along. <laughs> That's, that's then, you, so, then you submit it to YouTube Rat for for you know me, content. So let me revenue. ask you this: without knowing what the record is, how many do you think with your bikes that you own, which are all electric, electric yep. how many office chairs with people tied together? How many people do you think you could pull down the street? Just just like just one mile, the, or not even that uh, a block? If the guys in front are strong enough, I think you could probably pull. Five hundred. There, there's, there, no, there, there's no guys. It's the tied to the bike. The bike's pulling. Oh, the bikes. The, they're all the chairs are tied oh. together. All the chairs are tied together, oh, yeah. and their feet are up. Daisy chained. Yeah. Oh wow! Like, like the chair that John's sitting in. Yeah. Yeah. They're all a, a human. A human chair. Centipede. How many people sitting in office chairs could yeah. you pull with your bikes on on flat ground with a yeah. smooth road? Yes. It could be. It could be a thousand. No, I'm, I'm not yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've so, seen, you've seen uh, like, like electric. If you did it, you've seen the, the electric, electric cars pull jumbo jets. Ford F-150 oh, yeah. Lightning. This is kind of like name that gen- Like, How many can you yeah. pull, do you think? How many times has this happened to you? You have a bass. I'm telling you, I think I could. Like, The you bike has enough torque that people. I could start going. A thousand people. You don't Look, think they're. Okay. Look, hold on. Just, I mean, hold, on. Many, just hold on to that. Now, how much weight Morgan, is that? Back, how many people well, do you think I'm, you could pull with your energy? Unfortunately, I've heard the numbers discussed. Okay. So, but how many people do you think you could pull? Easily two dozen. With your energy. Okay. Easily two dozen. How, all right, Scott. How many people do you think you could pull with your I'm going to go. I'm going to go 100. You think you can pull 100 yeah. people? I'm yeah. just I'm just playing cautious because I've, I've Man, heard some of the numbers discussed yeah. and I've, I'm just blah, blah, blah. Like I'm talking like ice skating rink, smooth floor. Well, good ice. Okay, roller yeah. rink's different. A, a we said street, road. A street. We said mm-hmm. asphalt road. So it's going to be a little less because there's going to be friction. That's right. So that's going to be tough. That's going to be the limiting factor. So Terry, you want to bring your number down a little? I'll still say higher than five thousand. I think I could. I could. I think I could get a hundred. <laughs> I mean, it's got enough torque. Unlike a gas engine, we're going to have to rev it high and start to slip the clutch. This thing, you just start slowly turning, and as long as I can get enough weight on the back wheel. Throwing a like an extra monolith on top of the back wheel or something to give it some weight, so I got the traction, and and our bikes have traction control. It's just about that initial motion. I mean, I saw the four. Wait, wait, wait. F-150 Sorry, Terry, Terry, Lightning. How long before the belt snaps? It's gonna be. Long. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. No, no, no. The belt, the, the belt will handle it. The oh, belt will, yeah. the belt does not handle the bike being spun up with a super high amount of force and then landing on the ground. Because the yeah. rotor so has so much inertia. Terry, your weak links are, as he said, the belt and the friction to the tire. What's yeah. to keep the tire from spinning? I'm going to put weight over it. Okay. You're well, asking me how many I could pull. I'm telling okay. you. Um, hey, Bagel, how many do you think you can pull on your uh, best scooter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, on asphalt? Uh, I bet I could probably pull mm, maybe a dozen or so. Mm. What's what, is there a Guinness record for this? Let me up that. You know what? I will. I will up that because hold on, hold on, hold on. on. I can. I will pull more than that. I will pull. I I will say I will probably pull at least thirty with my Vespa three hundred. Okay. So here's the deal. For for the record, of all the bikes here, mine has the most torque. So I was conservative (laughs) on numbers just from having heard the discussion. Yeah, but you have friction. So anyway, yeah. The current world record. It was broken a few years ago. Used to be nineteen. It was broken. In 2016, it stands at 22. Let's smash this thing. Yeah. Let's <laughs> smash this. Dude, totally smash it. We get a now, daisy chain of office chairs. 
Let's find scooter pull. I want an electric let's motorcycle make it pull. Easier. Gas bike. Let's make pull. it easier. Let's put children on it so they they, they pull easier. <laughs> now Dude. now does it now can I can I make one suggestion though? When you do it, use don't use rope. Use metal cables because you are going to need that strength when you're pulling that many people on office chairs. So, um, my Africa twin, DCT, I think would be a good candidate. Yeah. Bagel, your Vespa 300, I assume you'd use? Do we know anyone with, mm-hmm. a, with a Rocket 3? I don't know. But I think the DCT <laughs> would be really easy. Let's look up the most expensive office chairs with roller-bearing wheels. <laughs> because <laughs> a bike with a clutch, you can burn out. Yeah. Now, I, I will say also with my Vespa 300, it the limiting factor for that is going to be the clutch for sure. Right. The, CV, the CVT so, clutch. You guys, this is an easy record. Yeah. There's also a record... <laughs> <laughs> that is um, the longest uh, chain of office chairs being pulled by a priest on a motorcycle. <laughs> but I'm like, ah, no, let's just go for the stand. Is anyone here ordained? <laughs> know, right? is, is that more or less than the other I'm record? I'm just saying, t- t- we could go for six records, <laughs> right? I see. I'll, I'll throw Charger way on the back for extra traction weight and get another pass. So I'm serious. Well. She won't and, the back. I mean, Scott, you, yeah. you've got a record. Now, is it officialized by anyone? No, in order to get something like that officialized, you have to do it on a track. So you just so, have it's acknowledged by the community. Which uh, yes, okay. my, mine was never officially yeah. officialized anyway. Cross country trips are not acknowledged on a track, by the way. Yeah, unfortunately, the thing is, yeah, a guy, the thing, right? a guy yeah. in Egypt just wanted to break that record, so he went on a track, and he like I think the world record is now for electric, like what six hundred, seven hundred miles. It was is that Ali Abdo or something? Yes, that's yeah. the guy, and he was he seems to be very nice and very enthusiastic, but he like did it on a closed track and only managed to like do six hundred nice. Like, I've oh, I didn't yeah. know as a record holder. I've been to here in L.A. and in, in, in over a day, I, I broke world records. I didn't realize that. It, it was cool that but he did it. It was a track. And yeah, it was cool that he did it officially. But immediately after he, he posted done that, more on a track, he should have been able to yeah. pull over a thousand. Immediately after he posted that in the community, about six guys jumped in and said, "Dude, I just did that yesterday." <laughs> but it, it, that's how you get officially done. And I yeah. think we were a little harsh on him because he did go through steps to make sure that happened yeah. and raise awareness. So. Good on him. His yeah. name's Ali Abdo. And so, he's, yeah. I think the biggest um, challenge here is getting all the office chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so how many office chairs does Zero have in their office? Well, I don't know. You know where we're going to go? Where? we got to get in contact with somebody up at Facebook because everybody's working remotely and they got just all these office buildings that are completely Ooh. empty with all these chairs doing nothing. Yep. So, um, but those chairs Ooh. use. Yeah. I mean, like thousands of chairs. We can have plenty to play with. We'll have to go out to like the parking garage or something. And you're right. There's, I mean, so many places over in Silicon Valley. Concrete parking, you know, structure with like smooth concrete in the. uh, Do we know anyone who works at? Oh, wait a minute. I know someone who works at uh, Tesla. (laughs) Well, in the tech industry. Yeah. Oh, I can make a call and see. Yeah. I mean, even zero. There's nobody really working in the office anymore. Yeah, but I don't think they'll lend you their chairs. And well, if we're going to use a zero to break <laughs> I, the record, yeah. they might. Terry, well, you, you, not maybe maybe eight years ago, zero, but not not. Well, let me tell you, people from Zero Listeners Podcast. If Liza, me, or you get a message, we'll know why. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> we can have a line of bikes and and instead of. One oh my another. God! We could do a chariot style with four bikes pulling all the chairs. Anyway, we could have a hundred yard race booked on opposite directions, and the first person to you know, jousting. So <laughs> I so anyway, there's a record. I think we can set. 
Yeah. Um, well, now, Scott. We know where we're going to find the chairs. Where are we going to find the light people? Oh, that's not a problem. We, we put the word out yeah, next this, podcast. This room's we, need not 20, the... we need 30 <laughs> yeah. people to show up and sit on a chair. <laughs> Woo! I know. That's, that's we, not a problem. We tow that's people easy. around on, on milk carton crates around here. And people yeah. like the sign of the So, Scott. Yeah. You have to go back to Florida. That's where you live? Yeah. Are you going to set another record on the way back? Uh, I don't funny, think so. <laughs> funny thing. Hank, he's, he's actually challenged me. Um, oh, yeah. We, so, he, we, he was only going to stick around. Like He was supposed to be gone already. Mm-hmm. And we encouraged him to stick around. He got to do Highway 9 uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and I said him to, I said, um, I said a smart Scott would go to Big Sur, you know, yesterday morning, and he went okay. So we went up and down, went down to Big Sur for the first time, and then went up to Highway Nine and just and got got to play around on all the roads, go to Alice's. Oh, did he, you take him to the Vetter Ranch? He, he's he's staying with us for now. Oh, um, nice. I'm crashing at the Vetter. So yeah, pretty yeah. cool, huh? Yeah. And um, <laughs> tomorrow he's going to try to go visit Zero HQ for some stuff, and then Tuesday he wants to head back south. There's a in the SoCal group. There's a guy named Patrick who's also uh, using the same mod that Scott has made for his Zero. Scott actually mm-hmm. sold one to him, and he was. Allowed Patrick to do very, very well on the um, the Anaheim to Reno run that we did as a bunch of group electric people, but he's going to be doing a racing day down in Buttonwillow on Tuesday. And hmm. um, Scott said, "Hey, hey, hey! What a- Tuesday morning? I race you down to Buttonwillow." And I said, <laughs> uh, "All right." So <laughs> we're going to start from the same spot oh. in Carmel Valley, and we're uh, on my Energica SS9 and his. You know, a uh, uh, zero SRF with the modified, uh, completely different charging setups, completely different charging stations. We'll have to visit, but it's about two hundred yeah. miles. See, the just key a friendly here little is to be the first one to the plug. Actually, it doesn't yeah. matter well, because we use different plugs. Completely yeah, different we plugs. use different plugs. That's what's yeah. great about it. So, and, and there's a part of this story he's leaving out that I think is a, uh, poetic. Oh, and that is uh, Patrick was actually the first person to use my system. I mentioned that. I said that was he, yeah. Well, well, that's not the, that's not the part. That's not the part. Oh. The part is. Uh, he surprised you. He, you didn't know he oh, had it. Oh, God, that guy's scum. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and because of that, uh, he won a bet, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Got the, I got the dollar with me right here. We were taking, <laughs> we were taking pre-bets on our, on our Anaheim Dorino run, and um, we were asking you know, how long people thought it would take Patrick to go from Anaheim Dorino. I assumed he only had the default charging setup, and I said, I think it's be over 24 hours. You know, and if he's under 24 hours, uh, uh, Darren, who organized the thing, said, yeah, I think he'll be under 24 hours. I said, let's bet on it. So I have I have to present Darren with this dollar that says Patrick is faster than he looks. Um, I've had it since, <laughs> yeah, since, yeah. since April. So, I didn't have a chance to give it to him. So Patrick cost me a dollar, the swine, yeah. because the day before, he didn't tell me. He snuck this mod on literally the night uh-huh. before, and he almost beat me. Like yeah. I yes I beat him in time to from Andreino but he he almost beat my record I'm like what the and, hell and what are the conditions of you wow. giving him this dollar? Uh, Darren wants the dollar in in person. I can't give it to someone else, and Darren's not going to be there, so the dollar will remi- remain in my possession. So it's it's poetic because Morgan and I are are racing down together <sighs> so that he can meet the conditions of this dollar delivery. Um, no, no, it's, yeah. it, the dollar's got to go to someone who's not there. I'm not going to hand over the dollar because Darren's not there. Oh, I thought Darren was so Patrick. Patrick's going to be there. He's, All right. he's uh-huh. like, yeah. Liza, since there's, uh, they've, I think there's somewhere around 5,000 SRF or SRSs out there. Now I'll have to check the exact VIN number, but I'm sure there's plenty of listeners that listen to your podcast that have a SRF or SRS. And what they need to know is this kit they're hearing so much about, mm-hmm. they can actually get it. Um, Scott, what's the best way for them to find out how to? Figure out if they can uh, want to if they're they're capable of installing something like this. If it's something they want, where do they go to learn about it? Uh, my website at emotodesign.com. Okay, cool. Oh. What, what I have said over and over, people who ask me, if I was 
if I were to get my uh, pick any zero from zero's lineup, the one I would want would be an SRS with Scott Smot with the rapid charger with Scott Smot. That would yep. be the the most acceptable zero for me. It's, That's, it's the most comfortable one with the lowest foot pegs, highest handlebars, most comfortable seating position. And, and it's the, got and the same range as the SRF. A, a semblance of arrow. Like at yeah, least an right. attempt of semblance of arrow. Well, that, that's why they say the range is the same. You're in a more aggressive riding position on the SRF, but the range is the same even though you're you, more, sitting more upright. Do you have, do you have the, the SRS the pegs on yours? They look lower. I do. So yeah. my bike actually has an yeah. SRS tail and an SRS pegs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I got a question for Thanks. you. Since Terry's the one to talk to you, and I'm sure maybe he gave you some advice and tips yeah. on breaking the record. So now that you've done it, what advice or tips do you have for the next person? Oh, good question. Well, well, first let me give, I'd say, the top two tips that Gary Terry gave me that mm-hmm. were really helpful. The first one was the click chair. Man, mm-hmm. that thing was a lifesaver because, like I said, we do. I do my social media posts, get logged in, do my social media posts. You post. mean like a camping chair? Yeah. Camping chair that, is, that flips up in two seconds. It's, 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 and it's, like the nice. size, it's like the size of a large bottle of water when you pack Ooh. it up, and you can pack it up quick. Bagel, do you do Sweet. that? I have not seen one of these. Ooh. I want to get the one of them. The reason is if you have a camping chair that takes like two minutes to set up, mm-hmm. it becomes yeah. a hassle. You want to be able to throw it open and sit in it right away. Yes. It's funny because right. Stephen yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Add time. that to your list, Bagel. Yeah. Bagel's, an, you right. Bagel's an, an endurance rider. All right. And so what's the next tip? The next tip, um, the one thing that I was um, n- not comfortable with because I had never done it before where I live, I'd used public chargers in the city halls like Terry was saying. I'd use hotel chargers. Um, all day long, what I had never done was charged at a campground before, and you cannot get through the desert without stopping at a mm-hmm. campground because there are no public yep. chargers out there. So uh, Terry was super helpful there because I was like, what do they do? Like after hours, they lock the gates and I can't get in or what? How's that work? They're always open. Uh, you can just roll in, plug in, uh, especially this time of year. It's off, off season. There's plenty of spots open. Uh, and then you go and you you know, leave some money in their drop box there. Wait, oh, uh, they have J plug chargers? No. No, they have uh, those 50 amp oh, RV plugs. Yeah, 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 the RV plugs, the 1450s. Yeah. And oh. Scott actually brought two uh, adapters that go from, like, oh. you know, yeah. when people charge at home in their, their cars, right. they have a, an EVSC, a vehicle adapter that goes from their, their, their wall outlet to, a, to the plug that goes in the car. Scott packed two of those, and so he can just, like, grab two RV park plugs and bam, bam in and out an hour yeah. on his, on his like, plug chair. Were those juice boxes or, or what? They're kind? they're actually they're Tesla mobile chargers. I love those because oh. I already have Tesla adapters for J plug mm-hmm. because that's the right. if you're a zero owner you carry one of those always. Um, mm-hmm. I brought two of them for this because so I could dual charge. But um, yeah, the Tesla mobile kits are amazing because it's one cord and one little EVSE charger box, but you get these little adapters you can plug in the end and change it out. So I use nice. it for fourteen fifty. 1430 even yeah. wall outlets like yeah so that's one great. cable which is taking up your top box but all these little tiny adapters you can snap on so uh, i remember nice. i used to tour with a zero and i had so many adapters i brought with me yeah. Got rid of all <laughs> so now those are terry's tips so what oh, are terry's your tips. tips my tips um as i have aforementioned i live in florida so when I left, I was not considering things like, hey, I'm going to be going up in the mountains. Uh-huh. It's going to be cold. Uh-huh. Um, so as you noticed here on my way up here, I, I stopped at Cycle Gear and got some you know, very nice thermal mm-hmm. motorcycle underwear here. I did not have that on the way out. And when I started hitting the mountains in uh, New Mexico and Arizona, I was just to the bone cold, mm-hmm. freezing. Um, I, at one point I threw on, I packed like t-shirts and stuff. I, I threw on seven t-shirts, 
this little sweatshirt here under I'm not wearing it right now actually. Uh, sweatshirt and then my jacket with its with its rain liner and wind liner and then even my rain gear on top of that and I was still <laughs> freezing. That's that's more of just like a, a novice motorcyclist mistake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no, I had never ridden yeah. out here in the mountains before. And, that, and that's a good tip yeah. for people. That's great. Yeah. And so, well, and and do you have one more? Oh, let's see. Did you, let me see, like. Did you have enough water or snacks yeah, yep, and yep. stuff like that? I was good with water and snacks. Those are definite. You got to have. How, if if you're stopping every hour and a half or so, generally you're, you're in civilization where there's a, a a store open nearby, or even the RV parks have little snack stands yeah. and water H- things. In however, so, you cannot count on that. So it's no. And and with this within this, did you complete an iron butt? I've never completed an iron butt, and I, I actually didn't even really uh-huh. know what that was until I started talking to these guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. 24 hours seems like a piece of cake to me after five days. I don't think that I bike think is titanium, but I've, I've said it before and <laughs> but, I will say it again. I do not believe that bike is capable of it. I love your mod. I think it's great, but I don't think that bike is capable like a, of it. Sounds like a challenge. <clears throat> right. Can you, Please, can you do a thousand miles within, a, so, within the 24 Scott, hours? That's, that's what an iron butt is. That's, and yeah. yeah. That, and I don't think that bike is capable of it. So, Scott, again, Bagel is our scooterist. If you're not yeah. familiar with them, Bagel, tell them about the last iron butt you did last summer. The last iron butt I did was... Uh, 2,000 miles in 46 hours and 55 minutes. Wow. Yep. On a scooter. Yep. And I'm still waiting for the certification. They're a little backed up, Crumbled but I'm hoping away. that might come in the next month or so. I like bagel already. That's, <laughs> two, two iron butts back to back. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. One, well, for I each, did, one for I, each cheek. I did three nested within the same ride. I did 1,000 yeah. miles, 1,500 miles, and 2,000 wow, miles. bun burner, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and just so you know, I have also done uh, two iron butts myself. Nice. Um, but that's something that Terry and I have long talked about, doing an iron butt on an electric bike. Well, Terry's the only one who holds that record. Right. So yes. that's another But the, the, record. The record has never been done for a production bike, and your, yours would not qualify because yours has been modified. Well, it could if he only used one charger. And he will never, ever break that record with one charger <laughs> i would have to hit tesla chargers tesla only chargers only yeah yeah and you have to conform there's very strict uh rules because i was talking with mike nebo and head of the iron butt association mm-hmm. and he has very very strict electric rules scott i think if you built built off some standoff brackets and you threw a better fairing on, ah, see, I, now, and hey guess what terry I that would no did. longer be production now we're into uh, have you <laughs> just the seat alone yeah would but it would be cool to do see, one. See, it would, it would be cool to do one that has the powertrain all the same. Like I'm not denying it would be cool. No, no, same. no. I'm not denying it would be cool. But it wouldn't yeah. be production. It wouldn't do anything other than potentially break your record. The thing is, if you use something even like a Corbin seat, is that technically production anymore? Yeah. Yes, yes. It's the a, rule. You, yeah. Yes, please read the rules. Yes, okay, so it's all very detailed, okay. and I will forward you Mike's so, special beta version of the. Electric so, like, ones. when you so Givy kits on. I'm just saying, if there was a third party aftermarket I, product that anybody could Jerry, buy, I will. I will. Yes. Mike is especially uh, uh, a stickler about this, and he wants to know the rider's weight and height and have tracking camera records of every charging stop. He is super detailed about it. I'm yeah. like, okay, this, he, this this passes. Morgan, you wanted to mention something about um, Mike Corbin. Mike Corbin. I was talking about Mike Kneebone, who's the Iron Butt Association. So Mike Mike Corbin, uh-huh. um, Scott loves his Corbin seat, and that saved, mm-hmm. saved his ass. Um, and Literally. Mike, of course, being the kind of father of electric motorcycles, um, he would have loved to see this. I, I thought so. I call, I called up Mike over the over the weekend while Scott was here because I wanted to go yesterday up to Corbin's and pop by and do a little. And so I, was, I called up. Hey Mike, how's it going? Hey, uh, hey, I got this Florida guy here, and he's came and he's done this. Like Florida guy, send him over. And we <laughs> talked. We're like, cool. So wait, so where are you, Mike? Oh, I'm in Biketoberfest. I'm in Florida right now. Like, oh, 
We got a Never Florida. Mind. We got a Florida guy in California. <laughs> we, we had our wires crossed. He thought I was talking about sending the Florida guy over to visit him in Biketoberfest because he's literally in Florida right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that. Ah, never mind. Would have been good. Well, next Mike, time, Mike, if you're listening to this, uh, I would have loved to thank you in person. But thank you very much because I've done probably 3,400 miles here in the last six days, and my butt doesn't hurt a bit. That's, so. It's amazing. Those <laughs> yeah, seats are amazing. That's, they really that's are. a worthwhile upgrade there. Yep. And I'm sure you're you're familiar with Mike and his history of breaking records on electric yeah, motorcycle, yeah. which is crazy. Is this is that Quicksilver? Oh yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. What was that? Ni- 1974, 157 miles an hour, something like that. Yeah. 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 And you uh, heard the story about how he so stole gorgeous. silver from the Navy. <laughs> borrowed, <laughs> borrowed, borrowed. <laughs> gave, it, gave it back. So borrowed <laughs> silver from the Navy to make the batteries. batteries. And might re- not have been in quite the same shape when it gave him back, but you had to return it at, after the weekend before they noticed so, it was missing. Yeah, so you know the lightest motors that he could make at the time because they didn't make electric motorcycle motors. He got starter motors for aircraft because it was made ext- <laughs> incredibly light, and uh, just put two of those on top of each other. In fact, you can see it in the picture. Oh no! The yeah. best thing though is this is before controllers. Oh, like God, a his nice Yes. His nice he had yep. nice switches that he threw that would just power yeah. on more, more and more. Before the day of the transistor, what did you have to do to make and, things work? Then? And unfortunately, <laughs> they were only good for one use because they would weld themselves together after one use. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, he's got some great wow. stories. There's a, gra- it's amazing there's a, how a lot much, of great history. It's amazing how much there. stuff has just happened in almost 10 years since I used to do it. Back in the day, you know anybody that was driving around electric vehicle a long time ago who would say oh electric vehicles they're never going to make it it's not green energy you're just polluting elsewhere people used to always say you know mm-hmm. electric vehicle you're just basically burning coal in fact scott i was telling you the story i stopped one time at a cracker barrel in tennessee and a guy came oh, up that's and he's where like, you're going to find the most informed I, crowd i he's like i heard Clearly. electric vehicles are just you know like 50 percent coal powered and I was like, okay, you know, I could see his electric well, grid near there. And I then, heard that mining for the batteries uses up more, uh, it creates more pollution than you're ever going to save. Yeah. Well, hold on. This guy walked around my bike for about four minutes after I agreed with him that, yes, the grid was about 50% coal. But he didn't hear grid. He's walking around my motorcycle looking like everyone. He's like, where do you put it? For the tiny like, shovel Where, where do you coal. put what? He's like, where do you put the coal? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, my word. Well, there's, um, there's a lot of opportunities here to do, you know, new things. And um, if anyone, I just want to catch up with you guys. If anyone is looking to get a cheap zero, what what is now the cutoff for a bike that's acceptable? Probably 2013. Uh, so not 14. Oh, you, mean, you mean for for used? You talking used? Yeah, market. like a zero. Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen. I thought 14, Chuck just sold his 2014 for four thousand. Four thousand dollars. Yeah. So you can so, get you can get a used FX maybe twenty fifteen FX for maybe. You don't want to get anything older than a twenty thirteen. I would sure. I would honestly like to keep it above twenty sixteen for the IPM motors. Yeah. <laughs> well. Okay. And I had this argument with Callum today because I'm like, and that's the, that's the problem with bikes as they get older, the battery efficiency goes down. Yes, and yes. I said, so like on a Shouldn't 2014, like no. you think that you can get a deal on well, that? So and he goes, oh, batteries would be at right, like 90%. Here's, here, like, here, here's really? the thing. Here's the thing. A couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, if, there's an easy way to do a battery integrity test. Everyone's uh, There's an easy appliance you can buy off the shelf, any hardware store. It's called a kill a watt meter. K-I-L-A-W-A-T-T. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is Run ride, ride, ride the bike to empty, 
plugged a kilowatt meter into the wall socket and then charged the bike to full and then see how how much power it used and how much versus what the battery's supposed to have versus what you actually got and you can say oh yeah, this battery's in good shape for me yeah <laughs> well, so drain it you drain it you fill it and you see what the measurement the, was these yeah, these days yeah. these days but, there's very little difference like like you just said chuck uh just sold his 2015 for 4000 the difference now yeah, it cost 14 is 11 four pack it was a 15 i'm pretty sure all right okay. Okay, maybe it was a fourteen, but anyway, there's there's not much difference now between like a twenty sixteen. A twenty sixteen might only be like fifteen hundred more than a twenty thirteen was because the prices are not yeah. kind of plateaued. But I just remind people, uh, anything older than a twenty thirteen, it's no go. The batteries yeah, avoid yeah. avoid. Yeah. I, I think I think one important thing to consider too is is we're talking about battery degradation, but this is a very quickly evolving technology. That's right. So you heard Mor- Morgan say uh, you got to have the IPM motor, like. The benefit to buying a newer one is not just the fact that the battery's healthy. There's quality it's, of life improvements. They've, they've, yeah, they've come so far with more power, more torque, more range, more features, uh, traction control. Yeah. Um, so the newer bike, you get the more. We we've got an older a 2014 that a friend is is giving us for a long term storage thing, and it's got a newer battery pack on it, but it's got the 2014 motor. I can overheat that on a straightaway on on just on the highway in a matter of uh, under minutes. It's yeah. like. The motor just can't sustain Cause, cause high speed. It's, it's not IBM. Right, which it's just a fancy word for cooler magnets. Um, the cooler magnets happened in 2015 or 2016, and 16. it, it makes so much it's, it's so much difference in the world. Like, yeah. yeah, I can still overheat it, but actually I have to effort. Well, the reason that I, <clears throat> I asked that question, because I have an email to read, and hmm. this one Can we is do accents? from Michael. Oh, from Colorado. Hey, Michael from Colorado. <laughs> so somebody did the South Park accent. Oh, oh, I don't want to see the, the, the um, Emma, Emma's British part of and Colorado. And Michael loves to find Michael, Michael <laughs> loves to find good deals on bikes. All right. He's written into us previously about his five hundred dollar Valkyrie and a three hundred dollar nineteen seventy two Yamaha three hundred and fifty. I know five hundred dollar Valkyrie. Valkyrie this running. Wow. Um, he says, one. since I last messaged you guys, I've gotten the Valkyrie running and put about three hundred miles on it. Oh my god! Hey, um, but after riding engine. it, I realized it's a bit too big for me at yes, this point is. in my life. And on the other hand, at six foot two hundred and thirty five pounds, I'm also too big for the Yamaha. So mm. I was thinking about selling them both and try to find a dual sport, mm. <clears throat> something like a KLR six fifty, and a cruiser. Something like a Honda Shadow Eleven Hundred. Um, I was looking for a price range around two to three thousand dollars, and your thoughts and suggestions would be greatly appreciated. I would like to get a third <laughs> dumb slash interesting project bike, like a Honda CX. I assume it means a CX Five Hundred. I can find them cheap, and I like the quirkiness of the lateral mounted engine. Feel free to talk me out of that, or give me another interesting cheap bike. Lastly, welcome back, Liza. Your trip to Pakistan sounded amazing. Thank you. It was. So he's looking for <clears throat> good deals. Now two to three thousand. So two to three thousand total or, or per bike? Um, I'm guessing total. I think you'd be very hard pressed to find a used zero for three. So here's 000. the thing. KLR six fifties are for, yeah. going for a lot right now. They are. Mine that I bought like two or three years ago for thirty seven hundred loaded with accessories i've been told uh by um uh mason uh george uh mason george motorcycles he flips bikes he can get an easy five for it right now yeah they've gone up a lot and because everyone wants a a an adventure bike it's a big craze right now yeah. 
So that's really hard. Even like your little XT you was know, expensive. I, was, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't want to hijack this, but there is a guy, and I can bring this up on a, a separate uh, thing, but there's a guy who, um, what's the, it's the Transatlantic Trail TAT, it's the off-road. Right. Um, a guy just did that on a Zero oh, DSR. Oh, Zero DSR, yeah. Um, he had a whole bunch of our uh, modified chargers, and I, I, uh, but he just did that. He went through Uray and all this stuff. He literally, like the hardest, ba- not the hardest, a nice off-back road thing. He and his wife did it. She had a gas bike, and he had a Zero DSR. And he had a freaking blast, and it was the first person to do it on electric. But Same not for something. Michael because you can't get them for two it's, to three thousand. No, not at not at this time. Uh, <laughs> so they're, they're going to be. I, I'd say you're going to find most of them starting in the used market around six to seven. Yeah, with, so with K, a used KLR six fifty is going almost the same price as a so zero, new one. Now. Yeah, zero DSR is what you'd be looking for in that in that category. I mean, he'd have to Not, go. He'd have to go no. older, like an older maybe. So here's what uh, let's DR three fifty. Here's first thing I want to say, and he's um, looking to get a cruiser like a Honda Shadow eleven hundred. Good call on that. A two thousands cruiser doesn't have a huge. Um, Following following right no, now, that's cheap. That's a Honda dozen. Shadows are great. Um, uh, Vol- Kawasaki Vulcans, uh, all those, the Suzuki's. Metric Cruiser does not have a big following. Their value is not very high. Right. They're good, solid bikes. So I would say yes to that. But for a dual sport. Dual sports are just out of control right now in terms of prices. I'm going to go, um, see, he's kind of big. Uh I'm going to tell you a said, dual said, sport that I'm actually... You said six foot, right? Yeah, I'll tell you a brand new bike. It's out of your price range. But, but, <laughs> no, but, this is not for him. I know where you're going. No, no, Where no. do you think I'm going? Africa you're, Twin. You, no. no, you're doing the... The, Benelli, the Benelli, right? <laughs> the Benelli? The TNT. Not a TNT. Uh, the Benelli... What is it? The ADV bike. Oh, the 500 one. <laughs> that, those are pricier. Yeah. Though. The Benelli TRK502X... Um, is a wow, 500cc what, what twin. What a fetching name. And it's 6,400 brand Yeesh. new. When you're looking at the price of a used KLR versus a brand new, like a 2021 Benelli TRK502X. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying like, uh, it's a wild card I'm throwing out well, there. You got the uh, SWM too also? Yeah, yeah. And SWM. that's around the same price. So there are these off brands that are uh, knockoffs are they that gonna are coming be, from China, but are, they gonna are be better support quality. For those? Are, better quality. Are they going to be supported? Yeah. And, can you be able mm-hmm. to rebuild them and find parts for them? So on the CSC, you can. And the CSC has a little adventure bike. But CSC you're looking makes, at a, a 300, like I think? City Slicker, or what are we talking about? Is that the same company? <clears throat> no. Sure. no it's, California, it's California Scooter Company. You're getting into uh, Chinese-made yeah. bikes, but more reputable brands that you can get aftermarket parts I, for. I, you may still have trouble getting somebody to a shop to take it in. But I'm just saying, right now with the market as it is, extremely hard. So I'm just throwing out some other brands that Royal people Info, aren't really looking the Himalayan at. Himalayan also. Which, yeah, you're not going to get cheap. Um, but let's see. If we have to throw out a dual sport, I'm Gosh, just going to say, I'm just going to say, because I like it, a, a DRZ 400E. Yeah, they're not cheap though. Also, they're not, but they're a little bit older. It's the electric start plated dirt bike. People love the DRZ 400 SM, right? The E plated dirt bike, not as much of a following. Is that enduro? Yeah, is it E for enduro. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> is a pretty cool bike and retains its value pretty good. So I'm just throwing that out as an answer. What do you guys think? 
Yeah. I, I haven't checked lately what they're going for, but. Yeah, they're running in the four to $5,000 range. I mean, and it's a DRZ. You can still get parts for it and everything. Um, Bagel, I sent you one to read. Do you have that ready? Yes. <clears throat> Let me find it in, here. In the accent. Oh, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so we have an email here from Mary Benfield. She's from New Zealand. Yeah, well, Murray says, Good day, misfits. Oh, Australia. Just, just what, what, what part of Boston he's from. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, Just wanted to drop a line and say how much I enjoy your weekly musings. I'm a recently reactivated writer and came upon Stop It, Miss Emma, the show about a year ago. Please don't take offense when I tell you the listening after lights out was initially a tactic successfully employed to cure stress-related insomnia. I tried a few podcasts, that even, even that rubble in Cleveland, but kept returning to you guys. Jumping in and out of the timeline, I'm pretty sure I've listened to most of the episodes, probably two or three times, as I have subsequently re rewind to before the point where I drifted off to re-listen. So if your Antipodean listen stats have seen a spike, you're welcome. What? I... I grew up in New Zealand. My first bike was a 1950-ish matchless 500 single. Wow. It was complete, but an on-runner. And I pushed it home several miles, the first three or four with a flat tire, until reaching a garage with compressed air. That was quite the effort for an undernourished, weak-kneed 13-year-old. In the end, my late mom put a foot down and made me sell it before I could resurrect it, wisely surmising that it would probably kill myself if I ever got it going. That was in the early 70s. <clears throat> in 1984, I moved to Australia, and my first foray of two wheels was a 1976 Z900. No half measures. <laughs> it, was a, it was a basket case, but I spent a year and a couple thousand dollars rebuilding it, and it was one heck of a bike. A 1,000cc kit, pods on the McCoonies, and a black chrome 4-in-1 with polished stainless muffler. Impressed the hell out of a girl I met at a cricket match in 1986, and we've been together since. Hey! Right on. He's I a motorsexual. <laughs> I suffered a rash of stupidity to head at some point in 88 and swapped it for a purple Fairlane 500 with velvet upholstery and a sunroof. <laughs> what can I say? Anyway, fast forward to 2015, and I bought a trailer of rusted parts that was once a 1950-ish matchless 500 single oh, wow. and started a long rebuild. Bought a Royal Enfield 350 Classic in 2017 to ease back into riding after, almost 30, after an almost 30-year break. My reaction speeds aren't quite as sharp these days. Finished the matchy rebuild last year. She's bobbed with a custom hardtail, a custom-built hardtail, a 72 Kawasaki H2 front end, last of the drum brake models, so way better stopping power than the old skinny AMC single leading shoe, and has a 350 cylinder and head on the 500 crankcase, ticks over like a singer sewing machine. <laughs> Returning to motorcycling has been so good to me. The satisfaction gained from resurrecting a 70-year-old classic Making a lot of the parts myself and scouring the globe for other bits and pieces is priceless. I've also ridden in the last four DGRs here in North Queensland, this here on the Matchy for the first time, raising money for a great cause. 
and made a lot of friends along the way. There's an active restoration club here, and at 64, I'm probably one of the younger members. <laughs> next, next project, apart from a ground-up rebuild of her indoors VW Combi, a promise made in another moment of mental confusion, <laughs> is an AMC 500 twin engine. Still not sure what, the bike, what bike I'll build around it, but there's no rush. I've got an inkling to race the clock on the salt flats of Lake Gardner in nice. South Oz. Chapter we'll two. We'll see, eh? <laughs> <laughs> in, in the meantime, keep talking amongst yourselves. There's a hell of a lot of us out here enjoying you, enjoying listening to you, even if we do it do occasionally nod off. I, I've attached a couple of tips for you. Cheers, uh, Maz. All right. Awesome. That was great, but Thank that, was, you. that was a novel. Well, yes. we're making up for it with great. our next one, which is very short. <laughs> Look, which Morgan's going to read this is in the, the accent. This is rough because I don't have a Boston accent. <laughs> oh, and after having listened, come on, Bo- you got your Boston accent. Ha- come on, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Just, just pretend like you're from Southie. Come on, ha- come on. Have, you having listened to Bagels wandering New Zealand for the last, well, 10 that minutes. got a little. It became a little South African near the end. It of was. It come was, on, it wandered got, all over the place. So oh, hold on. To get you Boston accent. Can I? I'm trying to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to help you out here. First of all, you got to remember, and I know it's stupid, but everyone says it. Just watching Goodwill Hunting is all that's going on my mind. Where do you you park your car? You got to Harvard to fuck up some smart kids. Park your car in Harvard Yard. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So just use that as your guide. All right. Have you ever driven up to Bar Harbor? It's great book. Oh, yeah, Bahaba. Yeah. Beautiful. Good luck. Good luck. Am I reading the title? Am I reading the title? Wonderful lapse. Yeah, go ahead. It says Motosexual Poetry with a Boston Accent. And it's from from Leo. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh, boy. I don't know that I have a. Okay. I'm sorry, but you're the one who insisted on I love accents, but Boston's not one of my go tos. So this is. Come on. I apologize to everyone who was waiting for the case. So, Motosexual Urges can seem quite unfathomable. Um, bike parts and human parts aren't very compatible, but the solution is simple. If you're a sex toy user, use this vibrator. I went Australian. Vibrator shaped Suzuki Hayabusa. Went straight back All to Australia. Right, somebody like somebody a, like else a, try it. Can like somebody a, else try it? Like, like a yeah, bear to honey. No, uh, give, straight give it to Scott. Scott, oh, read that again. It's worthy right. of a good read. I don't I don't know if I have a good Boston accent. Just, like. just no accent. <laughs> just read it. Motosexual <laughs> urges can seem quite <laughs> unfathomable. Bike parts and human parts aren't very compatible. Really? But the solution is simple. If you're a sex toy user, you use this vibrator shaped like a Suzuki Hayabusa. <laughs> that, that was that was good. It was a little cross between New York City. Oh, it was a little. Right, it was come on, come on. It was a little Elmer Fudd going here. Excuse Terry. Oh, Terry, come on. Come on. We'll do another. We'll do no, another. No, 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 you no, guys no. want to play right. stickball? All right, John. You got one there to read? Yeah. Thankfully, I have no accent. <laughs> oh God. Hello, misfits. My name's Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. I listen every day while TIG welding at work, and I'm running out of episodes. Mm. Episodes. I live in Buffalo, New York. Oh, and I drive oh, an accent. Oh. And I dr- come on. And I drive a two hundred eight. <laughs> I'm actually from New Jersey. So that's what it is. <laughs> Suzuki uh, GSR five hundred F eighty five hundred miles is my first bike, and I've had it for a season and want something with a little more powerful. Same fairing type, but newer. Mm-hmm. I don't want a super sport 600 to drive to work every day. Laugh out loud. Ha ha. <laughs> 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 um, 
uh, do I get a, a naked bike instead? Do I get a naked bike like the MT-07, the MT-09, the XSR uh, 900 or 700 or a VFI 1200 for sport touring? Why do you guys use a speech impediment as an accent? <laughs> uh, these are just some that pop out to me and I, uh, I want to do all my own maintenance and I want to start to do fast touring naked bike maybe a suzuki m109 mm-hmm. I, I don't fucking know what the fuck the i MT. get ha 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 <laughs> budget is 5000 max fuel injected a must any suggestions i'll take love you guys thanks so could have uh, gone jersey shore with that well i'm jersey so <laughs> i know you could have gone yeah. I, know. I know i can't help it all right so jordan um you're up in buffalo so you just have a short riding season he's riding a gs500f um Great bike, but a little small. You want something a little bit bigger. Um, the sport you, touring, too, he said. I know. I think that, like, the MT-07, these are still smaller bikes. The X, XSR 900 is kind of a cool bike. The 1200 is decent. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking, sure where your budget is. I'm thinking like Bandit. A, oh, he, he said, said 5,000. No, five grand um, or so. Uh, five grand. Bandits, are they uh, fuel injected or are they still carburetors? Bandits are pretty cool bikes, but... It's not fairing. Um, you said five grand max, meaning we can what, start what at can five grand and go up from there. For? <laughs> oh yeah. What can you get? Like a two thousand and ten concourse. She's looking for? at me like I know anything about gas bikes these days. Well, that's a ZX fourteen <laughs> with fancy. Hey, you know, I know somebody might bags. be willing to sell a concourse. So there you go. Uh, Put him in touch. Is he in? Is he in uh, Upper New York, Buffalo? No, no, he's he's in. Uh, well, Florida. for all your Florida. shipping well, needs. <clears throat> the thing is, you say you want a sport touring bike, but. You get into, they're, they're heavier bikes. Right. You're used to a pretty light, nimble bike. And um, I, what I'm actually thinking, oh, but I love these new See, but it says bikes. maybe naked bike, too, so that might be the better route. I know. Emma loves, Ooh. loves her bandits. Um, I'm going to go on a wild card here and say the Versus, either the 650 or the 1000. Versus, it, you can get a Versus 650 for five grand. You can. Yeah, that's a great oh, yeah. bike. Uh, you might find one of the older Versus 1000s, but the Versus 650, um, it has enough power to do what you want to do. It's upright, it's comfortable, yeah. it's sporty, yep. um, but you can also load it up um, with the taller fairing, comfortable seat, yeah, luggage, is, is the whatever you want out, it. Is the Versus an outgrowth of, of the of the, the V-Strom? Mm, no, it's oh. a competitor, you mean? Oh, sorry, Suzuki was V-Strom, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, like a, versus, you know, Wiestrom might be the good one too. Where does, yeah, the Wiestrom thousand would that be? Yeah, um, it's a little more adventurous than the Versus. Versus is a solid bike, but it doesn't have a huge following. So you can get a really good bike that can do all the things you want to do, and it's going to feel and, as nimble as your GS five hundred. And you get to feel like your counterculture because it's not as popular. It's not going to be much much more powerful than the GS500. You said it have a big, big Yeah, the 650, there. it's more than enough. It's a, I mean, it's a twin, all right? Versus yeah, a, yeah. They're both it's, twins. Yeah. It's more than enough to tour, travel, do whatever right. you want. Um, if you can find the 1,000 in your price range, then you're going to have even more juice. But um, I really liked that bike. And bang for the buck, you get a very capable bike. Uh, you hear Phil at Cleveland Meadow talk about it all the time. By the way, what did the uh, the New Zealand guy call Phil Cleveland Moto? You tried to listen to the Cleveland guy, and like he he called him a name or something, didn't he? Oh. Or like used a term like that uh, for, for poor Phil, who we well, love. That that rebel in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> that rebel. 
Rebel, so, yes. I mean, he mentions the MT-07 or MT-09, you can, or the XSR. You can get the XSRs for real. XSR is pretty yeah, cool, Yeah, people don't too. love those either. But the, what I like about the Versus is you can fit it with things. And a very capable, it's a versatile system. You can ride it naked with a short windshield. You can put a taller windshield and bags on. You can do all those things, where a lot of these other bikes are harder to kit out my bike i set it up for adventure riding i had um bash plate i had all sorts of stuff on it so that would be my suggestion what about a harley sportster that's not at all like an 883 again the prices but i'm it's funny that you brought it up because we have one last email here and this one uh comes comes from a very bizarre accent from our uh (laughs) segment last week we did Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heart. <laughs> Tell me why. Where we had, we were asking them Morgan, you were, you were like singing that before. Come I, on, I buddy. was, but you started, you, you started I going know. on the Harley route. I wasn't sure. So here's the thing. So um, Emma's not here, but he sent in a tell me why that I think I can answer for him. So hmm. he says, tell me why Harley Davidson riders, sometimes sport bike riders, um, both wear leather vests and always without any other gear except their required helmet. What the ever-living fuck is up with that? <laughs> Help me to understand this silliness. I'd love a serious answer as well as a humorous one. Brad from the original Vancouver in Washington, not BC. P.S. His up-the-butt bike is still a Motosis C1. Motosis, who also has a So I wonder if he's ever yeah. seen Sons so- of Anarchy. <clears throat> Why do they wear vests? And yes, it is true. Why, why didn't we have Sport Charlie, bike riders Charlie wear vests year. and Harley riders wear vests. And guess what, guys? Because I leather's cool. own a leather vest, too. Uh, how, how many sport bike riders wear vests? Um, not a lot. Yeah, I'm they, not, I'm not I mean, the vampires do, do here. Yeah, but that's because it's a club chapter. Yeah, right. So, that's a and cut, here really. is why. And here's why I had one when I was in a cruiser club. Yeah. You get the leather vest to put your patches, patches, patches on. Patches on, yeah. That's it. That's it. It's yep. to put your patches on. It's part of your identity. You can have different jackets on underneath. I, right. And for the vampires, that's yeah. a club. But I, but I'm, I, club. I, I don't see sport bike riders with leather vests. I just they haven't... do. They resemble a um, armored uh, vest. They usually have the velcro on the sides, and they have the same shape. Leather it's, it's a look. Leather velcro is that what you're saying? No, it's it's a look. You said leather vest and velcro. I don't see that. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Icon has one, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I think they do. Um, it's it's a style. Does how many? Here's a question: How many leather vests does Bagel own? Oh, for all his scooter patches, <laughs> zero. zero. <laughs> right, but the question is: Why do Harley riders and why do sport yeah. bike riders? When you go by Corbin's on like the July Fourth weekend, everybody's got a vest on. You got everything. A from, lot of them are the, a lot of our club the members. The reason yeah. is because both sport bike riders and Harley slash cruiser riders. Many are in clubs. And you identify and yourself. clubs wear leather jackets. So it's an identity mm. that other people replicate by just wearing a leather yeah. vest. Whereas, yeah. whereas adventure touring people tend to just like layer up in everything and then three different layers of neon vis- high-vis reflectors <laughs> yeah. and the, uh, the Helite airbag vest. Yes, Bagel? Yes. Yeah, that, that would be me. Yeah, that's oh, minus the Helite airbag vest. I haven't um, gone that far yet. Yeah. Oh, those <laughs> are cool. I will admit, I do think it's ridiculous... Um, to wear a leather vest that is not over a jacket and that they wear just that. And I'm just, oh, Scott, yeah. you live in Florida. 
Yeah. You know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about, don't you? Man, I wish I could just wear a leather vest. When I, you know when exactly what we're talking about. When I lived in Florida... Half the guys had to have a Hayabusa, and you were required. Everybody had a helmet, but it was always strapped to the back while you were riding at like hundred miles an hour. Scott, you see this look, right? The leather vest over like oh, a t-shirt yeah, yeah, or white beater. Sure, yeah. And I, I agree. I'm like, what the ever living fuck? Why aren't you wearing a nice vented jacket or at the least dirt bike armor to cover your elbows and and back protector? Yeah. And in Florida, you're not even required to have a helmet. No. So. Yeah. so it is strictly, it's fashion. Yeah. yeah. That yep. is it. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's not cool. It's not, I mean, it's not vented <laughs> cool. So, but I own one and I have patches on it and it's from my that. days. Yeah. And it will break the wind when it's cold out. So it is practical in some oh, uses. Right. Bagels will break the wind. Oh my God. Yeah. Most of the guys I know like that are <laughs> if it, really spending more time at the bars than riding anyway. They're just riding bar to bar. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think that brings us to a close. You guys, we have we have a mission to do. We need to right. set this record. And Office chairs. Willing subjects. I'm going yeah. to go big. I'm not even going to try to go for 23. I want to start at like 100 right. to see what I just want to remind you, Jerry, you said 1,000. <laughs> well, originally. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Bagel. Can I suggest go to govdeals.com and see if you can find like a whole lot of chairs? What? Well, we don't need to buy them. We can just borrow chairs. No, I think yeah. Terry has the best suggestion. Just so many people in these office parks are working from home. Yeah. We can easily get access. Counter suggestion. Yeah. What Maybe. if instead of office chairs, we did shopping carts? We just go loot a supermarket. No, no, no. I'm sticking with the record. There's, there's, <laughs> there's pictures and videos and stuff. Yeah, we can and make pictures and videos of, of shopping carts record. being pulled. Um, that might be a so we got record. a job to do, Terry. You'll, you'll start working on that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I've already got a trailer hitch on my bike. I don't, you've seen it. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm ready to hook up and. Oh, and that's start right. That's the you. other thing. You need to be able to tie it on. Yeah. And yes. You need to be able to tie it low because my swing arm. If it's a, I find us pull it, tie it to my uh, to my. Uh, what's the? the yeah, if oh, you have a hollow axle, you could send it through the uh, rope through or through the yeah, axle. Do that or or through the yeah. spools. Yeah. I'm already set up, ready to go. But yeah, the tether point—that's another one. Yeah. And then you also yeah. have to have all the office chairs tethered together as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And enough, <laughs> enough, uh, you know, buzzed people who are really going to take an impact and, and break the, the fall with the uh, slight, slight buzz of alcohol from. And you know, I'm going to say <laughs> for that, ratchet straps. Everyone's got them. Everyone yeah. can bring some. Oh, yeah, ratchet hmm. straps. Strap them all together. Nope, one, that's one not going to be enough. Heavy duty chain. Ratchet straps only go up to like 500 pounds. That's like oh, three people. You know, instead of doing the yeah, naked you need ride, cables. You, you need metal right. cables. I'm telling uh, you, Liza. Naked ride. You want to go for the record? Office chairs. That's what I'm saying. Right, Pull me- a bunch metal, of naked people you. whiplashing I, through I the 10-4 <laughs> bagel. We'll, we'll do some metal cables of some sort. Yes. No Got to do metal uh, cables. And Scott, you did not say yet. How are you getting back home? It's a good question. Um, I think I'm going to drop my bike off in Phoenix. My mom lives in Phoenix. Yeah. And. Uh, I got to get home, do some stuff for work. I, apparently, I need to get work done. I guess. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll fly back out later on. Maybe bring the family visit my my mom and uh, either ride the, it back. Go or, to the aquarium. Yeah, go to the aquarium. And I have one more question. Um, working in slash with for um, amusement parks, yeah. has it ruined the experience for you? Uh, I wouldn't say ruined, but you know when you're involved with. Uh, like theme park technology like that, I walk into a room and I'll see what kind of speakers they're using, figure out how things work right away. Okay. So it kind of takes this, the fire out of it a little bit. I know, I know it's not motorcycle related, but can I tell you my favorite <laughs> oh, yeah. theme park 
It's not experience thing that doesn't exist anymore. What's that? But I thought it was awesome. It was at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And it was an alien oh, encounter. Yeah. Yes, that was. Do you guys know this one I'm talking about? Yeah. shoot? No, 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 no. Oh, so, this is even better. Yeah. And here's what I li- I loved about it. It was in the dark. Yeah, it was. it's terrifying. It, it was, was terrifying. terrifying. So <laughs> I loved that it used your other senses. Yeah. So what hmm. it was is you brought into a room. It's like a theater in the round with seats yep. around with this um, cage on a platform in the middle of the room. Yeah. And you come in and you sit and everyone's just staring at this cage that's, uh, I think, under a sheet or something, right? And they come, you come in and they give you this whole spiel about like, we've, we've uh, captured an alien and this and that and, and we're going <laughs> to reveal it, but you know, everyone, and then suddenly like things start going wrong. And they're like, but it has like power control and, and, and suddenly like sparks are coming out of control panels and people are yelling like, oh no. What's going on? Stay in your seats. Don't do anything. <laughs> You're in the dark. And then you just hear like <sighs> breathing and like the ch- yeah. cage is rattling. You're like, oh no, what do I do? <laughs> but what I loved is then it used all these senses. It used sound. And so they had surround sound. Yeah. Um, but they also had in the seats, they had a thing that could blow air. So it felt like something was breathing on the back of your <laughs> neck. <Yep. laughs> right? Oh, wow. And it, and it, they created. They had where they're shouting commands, like they're all trying to contain this this alien that's escaped out of the cage, and you just have to sit there and wait. But yeah, and what's what's a little more terrifying about it is the, these effects she's mm-hmm. talking about are coming out of a restraint. So it's not a roller coaster, mm-hmm. but you're in kind of this restraint. And the reason yeah. why is because uh, it's using what's called binaural audio. It's it's two speakers, yes. but the mm-hmm. way that the audio is done. Uh, it's extremely convincing. It's able to sound like it's coming from different directions. And that's yeah. one of the things that mm-hmm. makes it terrifying is it sounds like somebody could be like, you know, breathing down your neck. Well, right thanks for you. ruining the magic. <laughs> Binaural audio. Binaural yes, audio. There. Binaural yeah. audio. But, and I, but I, you're, you're trapped there. You're, you're strapped And in. I love yeah. that it let your mind fill in all the blanks. Yeah. And it used the other senses. And I thought it was so clever. And it's not there anymore. Or now it's like Lilo and Stitch or something, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, yeah, hopefully you do those kind of experiences that can really yeah. um, use the the person the, the the people let their mind go wild and make it even worse than it really is. Yeah. There was some it's, Muppet yeah. one like that. You put on three D glasses. <laughs> And yeah. bubbles, oh, nothing bubbles more terrifying blowing, than the Muppets. But bubbles actually start really Miss falling Piggy from the sky. <laughs> you feel a, a Muppet breathing over your shoulder. I don't know if you ever remember <laughs> that. Well, one. I'll bring it back around the motorcycles. There was one like that Universal Studios that was Terminator. And oh. he rode in on a motorcycle. Yeah. Yep. That actually, that show yeah. ran for a long time. It was and only it was recently, pretty cool. It was only recently replaced. Now it's now it's the Jason Bourne. Isn't there one now mm. that you ride a motorcycle, like a Harry Potter one at one of those oh, things in there? I, I, yeah, it's a Hogwarts Oh, yeah, the, the Hagrid's, yeah. yeah and that's Hagrid's. supposedly that's new, one of the best ones. You're actually on a motorcycle, and hmm. you go up this thing, and then the track actually moves. And you fall backwards, but you're on a different track. Oh, Terry, you're giving away the surprise, man. Well, oh, you know, man. Know about it. <laughs> I know this it, is my world. I know it, all about it. It, it features heavy binaural so, audio. If I can have any influence in your career path, I would ask that you bring more motorcycles to theme parks and more audio. I got gotcha. Binaural I gotcha. audio. Nice. That would be really cool. Well, I wanted to thank you for dropping by and sharing your hey, story. Thanks for inviting and me. 
hopefully yeah, inspiring other people to set a record, not just, you know, an electric motorcycle record. Um, Get some office chairs and yeah. some children. and <laughs> can, can, I, can I say something to, to um, mm-hmm. people who are maybe thinking about going electric? Yeah. Um, because a lot of people sit on the fence. Um, sure, there's environmental ben- benefits, and we all talk about that. But my advice to you is go ride one. Because, yep. yes, there are environmental benefits, but, man, when you ride one, you, you may be thinking to yourself, but the noise, I need the noise, I need that sound. No, no. man, just just go ride one and see what it you feels just, like. You'll realize I, it's not about the sound, it's about the You just you need feel. the torque. You just need the torque. Yeah. And you'll get that little whine, and trust me, that'll make Actually, you. I'm going to tie this into what I was talking about, that alien encounter thing. When you remove a sense in the alien encounter, a sight, yeah. the other senses perk up. Yeah. Yeah. And I know uh, from experience on an electric motorcycle, when you remove the vibration that the bike makes, your other senses fill in. Uh, you don't have that noise and vibration. Yeah. And now you're picking up the feel from the road and you're hearing the wind and you're he- hearing the tires on the road. Yeah. And it's different senses. Yeah, you're hearing pedestrians talking. It's yeah. Or Terry and I would ride down the freeway having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Which is yep. usually, don't go in front of me, Charger will go crazy. Yeah, we, we encounter that today, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Or there's the, the one you find out the hard way, which is when you, you realize you don't make any sound idling and you pull up to a stoplight and you maybe have to fart. And normally you're used to just like, <laughs> and, all this, and then you realize there's no one else around except pedestrians. You've just made a sound, and, and you look around and you start cackling into your helmet because you realize, so yeah. all they hear is someone fart, and then start giggling into their helmet so, ridiculously. Uh, so, so all good. I've heard is don't fart on yeah. an electric No, no, no. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike Corbin, if you're listening, you got to be working on some sort of sound Sound dampening seat. seats. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought that thing did like an exhaust pipe that goes down into yeah. the seat. You, filtered. You, said that, <laughs> he's more baffling. you said that thing didn't have any gas. You lied. <laughs> Just remember, methane butt plugs. Yeah. That's what we need. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you for joining us. It thank was fun. You. Now you know what we're all about. Yeah, this is great. Thank so, you so much. Um, there's one other thing I need to ask you, and it's a question that we ask all of our guests. It's a question you're not prepared for, uh, but everyone's answered <laughs> it, including Morgan's dad. Wow. Um, well, no, there's one person who didn't answer it. There's one person who didn't answer it. That was that was Keanu Reeves. It's the UTBB. Um, <laughs> however, um, what we ask people is, what is your up the butt bike? Now, what that means is, what bike do you look at and go, I take it up the butt for that. So as we just heard it from one of our Think listeners, your his up the butt bike somehow. is a Moto Sizz. So is there a bike that for you you're like, oh, I take it up the butt for that? <laughs> I can honestly say no. Like I really, you're surrounded by model motorcycles. Oh, I, I know, I know. He's, he's new to this. Well, well, this one over he here, this Harley, that's my up the butt bike. He doesn't because. know what he doesn't know. He doesn't know like what even to look for potentially. I'm oh. I'm a new rider, and and honestly, I couldn't imagine not going electric now. I, I just couldn't. Um, oh. And as far as what's available now, I I love the one I've got. I yeah, I've got another bike. I got a gas bike. I got a, a Scout Bobber, um, and it's it's oh, fun. Nice. Don't get me wrong, uh, and it's a great looking bike. But I put maybe I put maybe thousand more miles a month on it than the zero than the. Okay, um, <clears throat> so you need us to give you one. Yeah, you just yeah. don't know. Yeah, what give, was the Moto Sizz electric bike? 
It's so like today's by today's standards, it wouldn't be anything impressive back then. It was amazing, but it would be yeah. awesome. In that a, one had batteries that like popped in on the side. It, yes. <laughs> it looks so cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna give you one. Moto says electric. Motorcycle. Give, me, give me that one that did like, like all of its 400 miles an hour. All of its stats are are beaten. You know, like oh, you want the the what was the the drill? What's the guy that the um? No, what was the drag bike? The dr- the, the drill. It was basically like a, the, the, her her dad took it and ran into a wall That's and almost killed oh, uh, Bill Dubé. Yeah, it's right. Kill, kill a cycle. Or what That's what motorcycle. Yeah. I'm yeah. giving I'm giving you an up the butt. Bike. All right. Believe it or not, that wasn't is. his dad. That's his wife. The no, no, E one. It was it was, an, it, was like, it was a guy who like t- touched it and then it had no helmet on and went. Bing! Yeah, that was Slammed Bill Dubay, but the girl that set the record, believe it or not, they're married. Oh, I thought it was his daughter. Yeah, you would think that looking at him, but trust his me, his daughter took her right. up the butt for a bike. All right, you guys. This conversation. I've now assigned you an up the butt bike, and if anyone else happens yeah. to ask you that question, I'm ready to go. Your answer is a motorcycle. Her name's E1. Eva, Eva Hankson. Is Eva Hankson. Okay. Hankson, that's it. Yep. All right, you guys. So, what bike did she end up with? All right, simmer down. Whatever she wanted. Hey, guys, I think we're ready to gather. Now we're going to do one more thing. I'm not going to tell you how this works. You're going to figure it out, Scott. It's really easy. Um, First, I'm going to thank everyone, all of our listeners for hanging in there. We appreciate you so much, especially our Patreon subscribers, because John doesn't know it, but he really appreciates you guys right now because I got the hotel rooms for for AIM AIM Expo in Las Vegas that we're going to be going to. And I'm, nice. I'm covering the hotel rooms using the Patreon money. So right. thank you, guys. Thank you. You still have to get yourself there, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who emails in. Keep them coming. We appreciate them. Give us more accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why is no one from Swahili? Uh, oh, oh, man. Uh, we got to be careful there. <laughs> because we, we could just go. We, we could delve into dangerous territory where we're just sort of like. How about a good Nigerian then? How about, I, I, email no, us, please. I, I, I think we just need to do yeah. Northern Hemisphere accents. Okay. How about Icelandic? <laughs> Let's, there there we go. Go. Let's, Can we get one of those, please? Please. Her, 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 if you're her, from her, Iceland, <laughs> what, please about, email that's us. That's sweet. Or somebody from like Minnesota or something. We, we need oh, more German sure. listeners to write in. Oh, for sure. I'm asking if you're from Iceland and you're listening to this. Please email us a question. <laughs> and also a sample so I can of make your language. Bagel, <laughs> read it you're gonna, in your oh, accent. Yeah. Bagel, you're going to make me Cajun? do homework, aren't you? I think Cajun would be good, Bagel. Okay, so we're ready to get after. Thanks, everyone. This is Liza. Stumpy John and the Giants were robbed, by the way. Scott. <laughs> Morgan. And Electric Terrain Charger. Bagel. And we're out of here. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. There we go.